to be continued. Yeah. Uh, welcome to hour 25 of the Austin <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. So we're back to this again, then. Um, all right. You know, if it, there, are, there are people that don't want a podcast because Arsenal sucks, <laughs> Andy. Um, and then there are people that need to podcast when Arsenal sucks because it's really the only way to, like, end the day with a smile on my face. Uh, whoever has multiple loud things going on in the background needs, needs to, uh, to, to, to be careful about that because it sounds like there's, like, a truck driving through the studio. But in any case... Uh, welcome to the Gooners podcast episode. We're the, this is the first day of the season. We are in episode six point twenty nine because I made, I made the executive decision to count the twenty four hour podcast as about twenty nineteen different episodes. Um, it, it makes us look more accomplished. It, it, you know, it's a big deal. So um, this is not the way anyone wanted to start the season. Mikey, Jared, I mean, is this what you had in mind? Yeah. No, not at all. I, and you know what? The, I, I think Jared was the one that was saying it's going to be the, the only level-headed person on this podcast was saying, hey, this game is going to be harder. And look, I was kind of with Jared where, like, we might squeak a win, but I wasn't expecting this. I, I wasn't. And, and to, to feel to the whole thing is, like, when the, the, every, the news broke that Alban Laka wasn't going to be, you know, be playing or not starting right, then on top of that, Somebody opened up the rumor of like William playing false nine. Now I'm I was luckily busy, but so I was busy throughout all the meltdown. I just opened up Twitter and I'm like, I see William, William, what the hell are that? Then I'm like, why is everybody mad? The lineup's not even out. What's going on? And then like they announced it and it's Balagun, and I'm like, why is everybody mad? And like I I had a laugh about it, and then I saw the game and it made me sad. (laughs) And that was my day. Jared, I, was it the right thing for me to do? I, I slept from I mean, the game started at three p.m. local time for me. I, I slept from about ten thirty to three p, uh, to about two p.m. until the lineup came out because I, I I just a I was tired. Wonder why? B I, I just it was uh, I, I I can't get involved in all this pregame speculation, which means absolutely nothing. And you know I'm happy about this. I'm sad about this. But uh, we we're, we're going to bring people on. But J- but Jared, I mean like like. What do you do for the three hours before a game like this with so much anticipation? It just means nothing. It depends. Most days I'm working and I'm trying to get a lot of stuff done just so I can slack off for two hours and watch the game. I mean, the best thing you could have done today would have probably been to sleep for an extra two hours and catch up. You didn't. You didn't miss a thing. Obviously, it was it was brutal today. And, and I commented to somebody on Twitter. I said, you know, if you want to know how the game's going, you know, you you saw it 38 times last season. It's there's no difference from the way we played last year to the way we played today. We, we've taken, we went from getting a guy like Tierney and saying, man, we've got a real weapon and somebody who can get forward from the left back position and, and put in, you know, put the ball in, in dangerous positions and really be a threat to attack. We've gone from that, which should be a great supplement to any attack to us just basically saying, that's all we got. We're just doing that over and over and over. Like that is our attack is Tierney, try and beat your man and throw a cross in there to an area where we don't have anyone who can get on the end of it. And, I know everybody. It's 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 a big shakeup when you don't have Lacazette and Obama Yang, and you find out day of. But watching that game, I don't see it going any differently if either of those guys was in there. I mean, we didn't create many opportunities, and and the couple we had, we didn't do anything with. Smith Rowe obviously had a good shot, and 
Raya made a good save. Pepe, likewise, on a good ball from Tierney, put a, put a good shot in, and he made a save. But we just don't create enough chances in general, and we knew that was the problem coming in. We talked about it at nauseum over the last couple of days that we create no chances, and that's why we need a Madison or an Odegaard or somebody like that. And, you know, this game just highlighted it. And on top of that, we and as poorly as we played, we should give credit where it's due. Brentford's a very good team. Like, they're definitely staying up this year. They could be, you know, the next team kind of Sheffield did it one year, Leeds did it last year that finishes in the top 10. Like they have that level of talent on the squad. You're on mute, Mikey. Either you're still on mute or yours just isn't working. We can't hear you at all. You can't hear me at all? There you go. There We're you working now. All right. Um, I was just talking about the people we have in the chat. We've got Arsenal New Zealand. We've got Ask. We've got Steven from New Orleans, who uh, I did not sleep in the shirt. Uh, I sleep completely and totally nude. Um, I could vouch for that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but, uh, but yeah, uh, we, we, we've got a lot of people in here, and we've got a lot of people in the Red Room. So let's go straight to the open mic part of this. Look, have your say. Uh, this is not a, a rant cast, but after a game like today, you kind of you figure what's going to come. I do, and, and I said this last season, I give preference on these late-night situations to people who are over in the U.K., at least the, those who I know are in the U.K. Uh, if you're coming to GoonerOpenMic.com, uh, you, you'll need to wait a little bit because the studio is literally full for the first time on one of our open mic pods. There's 10 people in there. So absolutely um, awesome. So as soon as we, uh, as soon as we move on, give a try to gooneropenmic.com. So our first guest tonight, who is, uh, who's part of a fa- uh, the Royal family of, of Arsenal, uh, supporters, uh, she is a, an incredible Arsenal supporter in her own right, uh, has, has been featured on the Highbury squad a number of times. Her father Oh my God, I love her father and I hate her father at the same time. But ultimately, I love her father, and uh, and and so we welcome onto the podcast for the very first time, duck breaking on the Gooners podcast, Lucy. Lucy, hi guys, thank you hey, for having Lucy. me on. First hey, of Lucy. all, it's a pleasure. Absolutely, um, I, I I can't Hello. believe that 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 Russell Hogg created something. <laughs> But, He'll be glad to have gotten a mention too. He'll be ecstatic with that. Um, uh, he, he, he actually paid me once never to mention him again. Uh, oh, so, so I'm not so sure I about that. Know. But so, so he was at the game tonight. Have you heard from Russell uh, yet? I haven't heard from him since. Um, I'm not surprised. Are you getting worried? He'll either be at the pub or he's with Dan and them lot having a moan about something. It's fine. He'll find his own way home eventually. Um, but to be honest, it's a good thing he wasn't here because he'd have been going completely mental. Like like Jared said, um, I was getting a bit of deja vu. You may as well have just gone back and watched the highlights from last season between Mari and, and Lino playing out from the back with their usual nonsense. And Katie just putting in endless crosses and them not really landing in the right place or not really finding anyone. It's just more frustration. But are we really surprised? I guess I'm not really surprised, but... I, you know, I, I wanted to be surprised in a pleasant way, but I mean, like, like for today, a neutral game, I mean, for, for a neutral, today's game was like everything that football is supposed to be, but we're not neutral. That's the mm. problem. I mean, the thing I, I said, um, it was, it was even in one retrospect, it was very, even both sides of the pitch saw action, but there was just a lack of quality from 
from our side, unfortunately. And Brentford deserved it, man. And I said, this is the worst possible game we could have got to start a season off because they were so up for it. And quite rightly so. They've just been promoted first time in, what, like 70 years or something crazy. They And they played, they showed it. They showed ambition. They showed everything we lacked, unfortunately. I would have loved to have been able to see a brighter side out of this from Brentford's standpoint. Because again, like, like mm. you know, just... The, the story is fantastic. And, and I mean that from a neutral and even from a, just a passionate Arsenal supporter, I'm thrilled for Brentford. I just, I mean, Jared, this, this didn't have to come at our expense. did I, or, or is it just classic that it came at our expense? We're the gift I mean, that keeps on giving. Right. We are for everyone else. I agree. I think they're going to be kind of the, the fun team to follow this year. If you're a neutral fan or if your team's already played and you're just looking for another game to watch, I kind of thought it was Leeds last year that a bunch of people just enjoyed watching them play. I think that's going to be Brentford this year. Um, when you look at up front that Mbwomo, if I'm saying his name correctly, I don't know, but between him and Tony up front, like they're going to be a handful for Phenomenal. any team in the Premier League. They're so good. And the one thing that stuck out for me, we, we knew going in for all the reasons Lucy said it wasn't going to be an easy game. And then on top of that, you just watch the intensity level of both teams. Every 50-50 ball Brentford comes away with. Any challenges, they're just they're stronger. They were more physical. They just outplayed us in every single facet. Now, you could say, you know, if we get lucky on a couple of our chances, maybe we nick a goal or two or there. Maybe that's true. They had a number of other chances they didn't convert. And, there, and there's no question coming away from that game that the best team came away with three points. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find any Arsenal fan even who says we deserve to get something out of it because they outplayed us from minute one to minute 90 in every facet of the game. They look great. Minute four. I mean, I think we were, we had a few fair. minutes where we were, we were on our front it, feet. Yeah. I, uh, and I feel... And, and, enough, feel, though. Not enough. Yeah. No. I say feel, feel free to laugh at me, too, but... like you not we're going to win the league seen, Oh, yeah, we're going to win the league for sure. Um, not seeing mm-hmm. William and not seeing Oneni was to me a sign of like not regressing back to a comfort zone for Arteta. So seeing Sambi there and seeing Martinelli start, we know that he didn't play much, but he was like, he's fit because he's been training with Brazil in the Olympics to see him start. To be honest, I, I, I got my hopes up. I thought, you know, with Martinelli in the front line, you know, and Saka, you, there's an argument to be made that he's going to be rushed coming back. So when I saw Martinelli and not relying on on William on on the crutch that is the the experience that that everybody kind of likes to say that the leans on, I I kind of got a little up for it. I was like, okay, this might be a little bit of a more feisty game, but yeah, it gutted, man. I, I just didn't. I, I knew they were going to be up for it, and and boy, were they up for it. But I mean, I don't know if it's the group of individual players or the manager. I know that's always a big top talking point but like do the players just need to like get up for this or does a manager literally have to tell these people hey come on boys this is the first game of the league like i, I don't know why a player would need motivation but hell man it kind of seems like yeah, no, yeah the no professional level you shouldn't have to get that push from the manager you should already have that when you're playing at that level but that's at any professional level and by professional mm-hmm. i mean you get paid to play football there are a lot of of teams worse than Arsenal or lower down on the pecking order than Arsenal who are professional, who probably know that and how we don't come out and, and have the kind of just the drive. I mean, our players are better than them. They didn't play better today, but our players are better than theirs. And, and that, that's the point as well is 
people saying people are crying out for Arteta out already. It's the first game, but at the end of the day, some of these players have seen out three different managers now. So it's not just a case of getting rid of a manager. It's a case of some of these players who are just doing the same in week in, week out, who are showing no ambition, no passion, no no energy. They need to go. Like we, we showed a lack of squad depth, and I really do feel that yeah, it's nice that Martinelli and Balogun got a chance and Nelson got a chance to get back in the team, but they really were, I feel, thrown under the bus today um, because of the whole Aubameyang-Lacazette scenario. It, I feel like they they really didn't get a fair chance to show what they were made of because they were just thrown in and it's too much pressure for them, unfortunately. They haven't got the experience. I would agree. And I and at least online, I've seen a lot of people come down pretty hard on Balogun for not really offering much which he didn't. But like I said, we didn't do him any favors. No one was putting him in a good position to succeed today. And do I think he's good enough where he should be leading the line for a Premier League team right now? I I don't. He's 19. You just don't see that in the Prem. But I think it's a little much to say that, you know, he kind of had a a failure when, like I said, I'm not sure if Lacazette or Aubameyang's in that spot for him. You really see much different out of either one of them. He had one good Mm. chance in the box that he had just a, a terrible touch on. But other than that, you know, I don't really see a whole lot of difference because we just don't get service to players in that position. And I think that's the kind of key, one of the key issues. I can't say the one because our biggest problem is that we have more than one problem right now. No, that was the only thing. We would have won 8-0 if not for that situation. Today. <laughs> yeah, well, so, so go ahead, Mike. Well, well, Mike, Mike, we, gotta, um, the, yeah, we, have a, yeah. we have a good problem today, and it's a problem that we're not used to Absolutely. having, which is we have so many people in the Red Room that we want to make sure to get everybody without making this another 24-hour podcast. So... Uh, although at this point I'm well rested, I could do it. But um, so Lucy, uh, it's been fantastic to see you on our on our air. Is there anything, anything? Thank you, you, thank you for to, having uh, me. Anything, anything you want to publicize, or I mean, are are you? You know, I, I know, I know. And again, I, I hate to keep referring to your dad, but I've just been I've known him for five six years and and, and loved him. He's man. quite a figure. It's fine. He he leaves an impression. <laughs> he, he, he leaves, yeah, he left an impression. He sat on me once, and he literally left an impression on me. But. <laughs> But uh, but but you know he, he he was always preferring to be in the background, kind of making snide comments, and then all of a sudden there was like a month long period where I saw him on every single podcast he could possibly mm. be on. So what I want to ask you, as a, as an independent person having nothing to do with your father, are you are you starting anything? Are you doing anything? Or or uh, or are you uh, are, are you? I mean, we're both like I think fan ambassador signings for the Highbury squad. So hopefully we'll see yeah. each other over there. But so. Uh, yeah, fingers you. crossed. I'll, I'll be a lot uh, on the hybrid squad a lot more. Um, that's the goal, and I'm always available, like to be invited. I love being on here with you guys as well. It's been really cool. Um, I'm on Twitter a lot. I've been ranting a lot, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> at loose tbh down the corner there, and on Instagram as well. Um, but yeah, hopefully I'll be doing more of these. Um, because yeah, I found a love for it. Following in my dad's footsteps was cool as well got a yeah. lot of cool people to to speak to so well fingers crossed i'll be on more hopefully when, when i make it back over we'll see you at the pub i, I brought my i brought my daughter over about a year and a half ago and and mm-hmm. and lead judges and everybody kind of were acting very inappropriately in front of her so i promise <laughs> not to do that in front of you uh but uh, it's great to see you lucy thanks for joining us take thank care thank you so much hopefully it gets better from here on out fingers crossed all right take care thanks lucy how do I do this? Oh, okay. <laughs> you think I would know how to do a podcast? I mean, if you don't have it by now, you might not ever get it. Yeah, really. I know. I, I that, that's why uh, you know we've gone from two people to four on the podcast. So, so here's a scenario. Here's a scenario I want to ask to somebody else who I happen to know is also at uh, it's eleven twenty p.m. Craig, 
I said we had to do with the podcast again. I didn't mean today, but but it's great to see you. <laughs> Anytime I, I get on a pod with, with the most appropriate name podcast out there is what yeah, I said yeah, today. Yeah, really. Craig, the founder <laughs> and host of same old goddamn motherfucking Arsenal. Mm. Like, I've added a few words, but like, <laughs> so here's a scenario. It's August 13th, 2021. The Super League is kicking off with Arsenal against Juventus. Next couple games against Chelsea and Man City, just like we were always going to do. And then Real and Madrid and, and Barca after that. I mean, by February, we're on zero points and our fans are cheering and singing, we are staying up, we are staying up because there's no relegation. I mean, how ridiculous does that look right now that we were going to be one of the teams selected for that competition? Well, I mean... It's preposterous, isn't it? Um, to think that we would be even considered to be um, named in amongst those teams. You would nearly put Tottenham in there ahead of us now. Um, I'd put Aston Villa and, uh, yeah. and Brentford ahead of us now in there. <laughs> exactly. Um, watching the game tonight, I'm actually surprised that we've actually got worse. Um, we've actually got worse. We're so robotic. Our foot, it's all in straight lines. There's no one running in the channels. There's no freedom of expression. There's no no free role. There's everyone is just playing down straight lines. And I don't think any of them know what their job is. And it was so apparent tonight. No one I, I just can't believe the first game in a season that you can turn out a performance like that. The only good thing that came from it was Smith Rowe. Superb once again, should have scored, but hey, look, that's football. My worry is now people who have watched the same old Arsenal podcast, people who have seen me on this podcast, know that I backed Arteta to the hill all season. I'm a man of my word. I said I'd back him for a season. I backed him for the season. But I'd our, our him in contract the with him is done now. Yeah, I'd sack him in the morning. Yeah, do you know, I, I, it's, it's not going to happen. Right, but is it Lucy who, who was on before? Pardon my it was Lucy, wasn't it? Yeah, like yeah, Lucy, Lucy said, like Lucy said, and she's dead right. Mm -hmm. That's three managers now that can't get a song out of these out of these players. Three managers. Right? So okay, we sack Arteta in the morning. Who comes in? Who comes in? Who comes in to Arsenal Football Club right now that gets a song out of these players? That team People think I'm, I'm over-exaggerating. That team needs 500 million spent on it, minimum, before we get anywhere near the top. Now, what manager are Arsenal going to get in that, that, and, and they're going to provide him with 500 million pounds to sort we out won't. the team? We won't. So, I mean, exactly. So what does that leave? Claudio Ranieri. <laughs> Big I Sam. Mean, at this point, oh, we, are, we are in big, big trouble. Mm -hmm. And there's no doubt about it. We are in big trouble. We are not the Arsenal that we that we once knew. And and Craig, you you and I you and I have at, at times gotten to it over social media, mostly about the Cronky situation, which mm. which I which ironically uh you know Lucy's Lucy's father uh, Russ is is the biggest Cronky out person I've ever met in my life. But like just from a factual standpoint, not from an emotional or opinion standpoint, but like I've, I've, I've watched you over the last year or two and, and, you know, you, you, you are regularly exposed to and, and in, in discussions with a wide variety of people and Lee judges, Dan Potts and Harry Simeo. 
all of whom were with us yesterday, and we missed you terribly, Craig. Uh, Sorry, I couldn't make it, but no, well done. I, I, yes, you should be very proud of yourselves. Well done, everyone. It, 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 it was a great time, and 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 again, I just I, I say that not out of guilt, but out of just desire that we would have had you there. Uh, but uh, you know, you've pretty much rolled with the punches. I've seen I've seen you pretty. You know, and Mike and I talked about uh, about this on the pod. How we're 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 called fence sitters. We're, we we don't have strong enough opinions. But that's okay because, like, you, you go with what you're feeling at the time. Yeah. And you know, and and again, you you didn't buckle to the trend of Arteta out on on Christmas Day of last year, the day before Boxing Day, when when everything started to get better. You you, you kind of held to your principles and said, you know what? From what I'm seeing, we need more time. But at, I, I'm seeing the opposite happen, and I'm feeling it, and I'm right there with you. And I just I don't want to be upset but I have to be realistic with myself. Like you can't just yeah. stick your head in the sand any yeah, longer. Can't. But then the question comes as well, Mike, and, and I take it to Jared. I take it to Mike. So we sack our turn. That's his way of saying I've been talking too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a podcast host for you right there. Excellent exactly. hosting skills by Craig, pesky, just passing the baton pesky. on to somebody else. Yeah. Pesky podcast hosts. But um, who comes in? Seriously. All right. I'll put the question out on Twitter and everyone's saying contact. Right. Okay. Bring I mean, him in. Do we but provide the finances? No is he going to come with no money? Of course he's not. Yeah, he, we don't provide the kind of finances it would take. There's no question he's a great manager, but why would he take our job? Yeah. I mean, why would he want it? What top manager comes into a club mm-hmm. knowing he can't spend it and improve exactly? And I mean that that doesn't that never happens. Pep doesn't do it. Conte doesn't do it. Yeah. Allegri won't do it. Yep. But so so like if you're a club that knows you can't do the Galactico thing. How are you ever going to get a top top manager? Yeah. But apparently, if you ask the Twitter experts, it's easy. You just get Conte in, and everything's going to. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. And, and getting a new manager a lot of times is about the timing. I mean, there was a part of last year where I think most everyone, even the people who liked Arteta, given the record that we had, wouldn't have said it's unjustified if he got sacked. Yeah, exactly. And and I was one that said, you know, I'm fine with giving him more time. We'll see what he can do with the team. But if he got sacked, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. But as soon as you keep him on and give him this whole summer, and now you're buying targets that he's, you know, you would think had a hand in picking out, you're kind of investing in him. The people who say we should sack him right now, that's just not realistic. The team's not going to invest in him to the point that he's involved in our transfer decisions that have been, you know, upwards of $100 million and then sack him after one game. Mm. It's just not realistic. They're never going to do that. Mm. And I have a question for all three of you. Does anybody think we're not going into the international break right now on zero points? Nope. No. No. I mean, that's even, fully even when we even zero points. Even the 8-2 against Manchester United, that was our third game of the season that led into the into the transfer deadline in the international break. We even had one point out of nine that year. I don't. We're in big trouble, lads. And like, look, now, now, Chelsea Arsenal, next week, great. Arsenal do. <laughs> Arsenal great, do. Like, we're the biggest contrarian team in the world. Like, like we win when people think that that, that 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 it's hopeless. We lose when we think that we're finally putting everything together. So the one good thing I can say about Arteta is how brilliant it was to create the situation right off the bat where things are as bad as they could possibly be so that we can go and surprise Chelsea next week. I mean, the guy is levels above the rest of us. He's thinking two <laughs> steps ahead. I just have to say that. Player. I just have to say, though, Mike, um, hats off to Brentford. They were absolutely brilliant tonight. Absolutely fantastic, and to see crowds back at the football again, and to see you know the joy on those Brentford fans' faces. I mean, 
it's a kind of a it's a kind of a um it's a horrible fixture to get a, a newly yeah. promoted team at home do you know it, it's a horrible fixture to get but that's that's not making excuses that's we should yeah. be beating teams like Brentford. And I heard someone say that our players are better than Brentford's. I said that. Yeah, you said that. Right? It's all very I, well, I, I honestly think that they are, but that, they are. that just underlies the problem. Oh, sorry. That was yeah, and as a that. football fan, you're happy to see them succeed and have the success and get promotion and all that. It just gets really old when you're happy for teams and it's always at the expense of Arsenal. Yeah. We're always the ones. Exactly. Well, Does well, anybody think Liverpool, Chelsea, any of the United, teams above us, Norwich, nobody's I, losing to Brentford today. Exactly. exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, but I see a lot of comments coming in there saying, "Who and I, Emery got us fifth. Wenger got us fifth. We sat. He lost sat the dressing room. And you know, like, that's that's fine, right? So if we bring in a new manager and he loses his first five games, would you sack him as well? Keep going. Just keep going until we find one that can win five games on the trot. <laughs> well, the new manager bump often doesn't last a long time, and and we need a lot more than a new manager bump, Craig. Um, we gotta we're gonna cycle through some more people, mate. We'll have you on for Absolutely. a full hour during the week sometime yeah, right. soon. No, Craig, no, it was a pleasure. No, no. Thank Thanks, you very Craig. much. That's all the best. Keep hey, the faith. Keep the faith. Fantastic to see you, mate. We'll talk to you soon. All the best. Bye bye. All right. Speaking of uh, bringing some folks on in different time zones, I I uh, I forget what times. Oh, uh, I forget what time zone this gentleman is in. This I'm sorry, Mike. Gentleman, uh, but uh, we are. Uh, it, this is someone I met. By going on their podcast, I, it was like a year ago, Dylan. That'd be about right, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Arsenal New Zealand is in the house. So we 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 first now had on someone from England, now from Ireland, or or then from Ireland, Craig, and now from New Zealand. Um, if you are from Mozambique, you're getting on next. Uh, you can you can jump in front of everybody else because we got like we got like Texas and New Jersey and California and and Florida and all that bullshit on here. So. So, Dylan, um, what what time is it where you are? I have I have to start off with that. Ten uh, thirty at night or morning. morning. A.M. Morning. Yeah. All right. Um, why did you wake up? <laughs> and and and, um, and and do you ever want to wake up again? Yeah, uh, I'm a fool. Um, <laughs> woke up six a.m. buzzing because I had three cups of coffee. Not because of the game, but um, I did get excited seeing the lineup, young players. Yeah, new season. Yeah, look, look, I wasn't, ex look, wasn't expecting look. much, but going into the pre-game, I was, you know, I, I, I did get excited, but then that very quickly. So let's let's talk about the lineup then, because you know the starting eleven gets released, and and to me that starting eleven was. In an imperfect situation where you don't have everyone to choose from, it was Arteta finally show. I mean, this is my this is my thought an hour before game time. It was Arteta finally showing that he's not just going to do the flight to safety. Willian, I'm not going to I'm not going to put in Willian, and we'll talk about his comments about Willian later. Uh, I'm not going to you know just just play the people that I know are you know 28, 29, 30 years old. We saw some risks taken, and again, these are forced risks, just like at, at, on the uh, on the Boxing Day game last year with with Emil Smith Rowe. But um, we saw some risks taken. I liked it personally. I was happy that that he was forced to not start Alba because I think Alba's in awful form and needs needs an extended break. Um, the Lacazette thing, I wasn't so thrilled about. I you know I love me some Flo Balogun, but I didn't. I, I wouldn't have started him at, 
this early in the season at the expense of, of, of Lacazette if, if it was a perfect situation. But I was happy. I'm also an idiot. And, you know, and, and now I don't think we'll see Balogun and Martinelli until April. And, and by April, I mean April 2028 for the New York Red Bull. Uh, but, uh, I mean, do you think that either of those two in this game would have made a difference? It was kind of referred to earlier on, but, uh, I mean, did, did can you look back in hindsight and say that Arteta picked the wrong 11? I, I agree. Like, he was forced into it. It would have been interesting to see what he would have done if any of them were available. Um, I think Lacazette was probably the biggest. You know what he would have done. Because, you know, as good as you, you know, we hope Balogun will be, his hold-up play uh, was probably the, the hardest thing for us to deal with today because we just couldn't keep the hold of the ball when we got into that second half. Um, Which is something he's supposed to be good at. Like, like I've seen him do it, although against against your Europa League sides. But yeah, like, but in a in a grown man game in the Premier League, it's just a totally different animal. That was yeah, kind of no, what I right. thought too. Is it was a strength of his, but it, it, at least today it didn't really shine through. That's for and, sure. And, and we keep forgetting the difference between a Europa League game and a Premier League game. And by we, I mean myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean my fear as well is, as you said, Mike was after this game. Does he give faith again to any of those younger players? Martinelli, who I think was pretty quiet, got lost out on the left. Um, Balogun, I don't think, you know, as soon as one of those strikers are fit again, he'll be out. Um, he didn't Congo, He didn't, He didn't. didn't grab the brass ring today. That's that's for no. sure. And, 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 you know, look, you, you, that's not a negative on him. That's not an, that's not an indictment of, of him as a player. I mean, he, Today's the kind of day where he could have done himself a lot of good. He probably didn't do himself a lot of bad because the because the situation he's already in is that he's probably not going to get a lot of play this season. He could even still yet go on loan this season. Can, um, can I ask a question while whilst we're talking about Forge and here here's a really rare occasion which I uh, I agree with Samir, um, aka my <laughs> mortal enemy in the chat room. <laughs> Love you, Samir. <laughs> um, he didn't get look, so he didn't get much supply, right? So essentially. What happened to Aubameyang, what happened to Lacazette, happened to Balogun today. So I know like we're zooming into Lacazette and Aubameyang for not scoring a lot of goals as of late. And I mean, I'm not I'm not defending Aubameyang's body language because it was pretty piss poor during the season or the preseason. Sorry. But we saw Dylan last year when we, we brought in Udegaard, a creative midfielder, to kind of help the cause to create more chances. Our, our strikers got more opportunities and it ended up to Lacazette scoring a little bit more. So that said, like, are you looking at this? You see a game like this and you see the same thing happen to Lacazette and Aubameyang that happened to Balaga now. Are you starting to think maybe potentially the fan base should maybe lay off of our forwards a little bit and maybe they're not the exact problem, but it's more they're not like, you know, other forwards get like four chances in a game. Ours get like one and a half. You know what I mean? Like, so, so at this point in time, like if, if you're the manager and you're assessing the team, the, the board says, Hey, what kind of, what kind of player do you want? Are you going, going for that Tammy Abraham that we're, we're being linked to, or are you going for Udegaard? Oh, all day. Odegaard. Um, yeah, hopefully the news that he's being left out of the squad this weekend. Um, I think I also saw a no squad number as well. has been assigned. So hopefully that's news that means that he's, or leaving, but also on the way to us because that's one thing that we're lacking is creativity. Um, we haven't had that 
you know, since we've lost Ozil, really. Um, we look better the second half of the season with Odegaard. By lost so. Ozil, you mean like four years before he actually left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it's a coincidence that last year, you know, we talked about Smith Rowe coming in on Boxing Day, that we're bringing Odegaard in January. When you look right when the season turned around, a lot of people credited, you know, all those Ozil, Kalaz, and Mustafi going out the door. But it also turned pretty sharply when we had both Smithrow and Odegaard available and playing together oftentimes. I thought that was a good combination. And watching the team now, I think it's one we desperately need back. So kind of what Mike mentioned, would you rather go Abraham or uh, Odegaard? I think I agree. It's Odegaard. Absolutely. And I don't even think it's a, a conversation. We need a player of his ilk in the lineup. No, for sure. And he's sort of the one that uh, maybe this is why people are a little bit disappointed on Twitter saying, you know, why are we going for him? He doesn't stand out. He's not going to, you know, maybe not always get the assist because he does the pass before the assist. So his stats may not be amazing, but he's the one that's leaking those passes through uh, that we just don't have at the moment. So yeah, let's, that's spot let's, on. Yeah, let, let's let's get into uh, kind of the logistics of the game, but uh, and and we'll and we're going to do that with our next guest. So, Dylan, I mean, I I um, I was going to say I'd let you get to bed, but but that's only because I go to bed. I'm the one that goes to bed at ten thirty in the morning, not you. But um, I wish I could. My kids would not allow, allow me to do that. Even hey, you know what? Keep in touch. Uh, we'd love to have you on again sometime. The the open mic is always open, and we're going to try to really kind of to 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 grab some some new people. We're we're all about finding new talent. We're, we're, we're stats DNA of podcasts, I think. Uh, or, or as Mike... But a and, good one, not the one Arsenal uses. Yeah. No, well, Mike and Owen and and and, uh, and Andy would probably just focus more on the DNA than the stats DNA. But uh, but uh, but Dylan, it, it's been great to have you on. Please come back again. Hopefully we'll have something brighter to talk about in the coming weeks. But, uh, but say hi to everyone down there for me. You know, because okay, yeah. everyone, everyone will be like, "Oh, Mike said hi. That's that's fantastic. Thank you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll be excited. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think right, so. Young guys, have a good take day. care. Thanks, no, and, and where can we find you on Twitter? Your your uh, your your name on here doesn't have your Twitter handle. So, uh, uh, are, you, are you still doing podcasts? Yeah, so we do once sort of a preview every week uh, on Spotify, Arsenal New Zealand, and we're just sort of starting. Good time to start, I know, but uh, uh, <laughs> post game as well. So going live on youtube and facebook uh, i mean the, arsenal new zealand at this point if you're start, i mean not that not that you've just gotten started because i know you've been doing your podcast for a while but you know speaking of the previous guest craig who who in 2018 i believe came up with the best name for a podcast ever which is same old arsenal like like what could possibly beat that like fuck this shit.com <laughs> podcast i mean like like at this point i i think he's got the the trophy but uh but arsenal new zealand is pretty good too so all right, Dylan, we'll see you in a bit. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, take Thanks, care. Thanks, Dylan. All right. Um, guys, uh, I want to I wanna talk about the game a little bit, and then we've got a lot to talk about. We might be on until until about, you know, about an hour and a half or so from now, but uh, let's bring on Aston. Um, Aston generally uh, – positive but 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 on point when he's not feeling so positive so aston are you um are we, what are we getting from you today i'll come back on when aston's not here he's he's nasty when he's angry okay <laughs> yeah he's, What's he's up, aston? We'll, we'll call him the incredible hulk aston you got to take yourself off mute but um but uh yeah you you, yeah. you love aston but you wouldn't like him when he's angry yeah um bruv what did i what did i just watch <laughs> 
<laughs> like what what was the point of that because like and this is the terrible thing because at the beginning of the summer the very beginning of the summer i had this dreadful feeling like we're just not going to fix this problem right we're just going to leave this problem and we're going to have the exact same problem that we had like the last 38 games for the next 38 right and i'm like you know we start spending money we see 50 million on ben white we get kind of excited we're like okay we're out there but then and you hear Jaka leaving, and then you hear, oh, no, we're extending Jaka. He's staying, and we're not actually going to get a better midfielder. And and so we're going to continue to do this thing where our midfielders constantly and continually can only pass the ball progressively forward if they're targeting one of our fullbacks. Like that, what, like like our whole the whole game plan is like let's get the ball to Tierney, and hopefully he can make a pass that'll uh, that'll actually get through. I actually think Tierney made more penetrating passes through the middle than any of our midfielders, which is crazy. So I don't know, guys. I don't know what we, what, what, what do we we expect something different. We we we, we think would, anything else is going to happen. Given given our previous conversations, you think everything would be fine if we just if we signed Aaron Ramsey back. <laughs> I really wish, but but you know what? That's actually a really good point because uh, let, let, let me paint a picture for you guys. I, I'll never forget, like about this is called polishing a turd of an opinion. Uh, this is like um, four years ago, or, or I think it was 2014, 2015. We're playing Aston Villa. It was like a four nil Aston Villa game, and I remember that's the that's the one where Ozil does the madness, like the pass backwards with the back of his heel, and and like slides ruin or something crazy. But the point is, is in that game, Hector Bellerin scores. And Hector Bellerin scores, and they, you know, afterwards they they do the interview. It's because Santi set him up, and and I remember Santi going, "Oh yeah, he's a new player. He's just breaking into the team. We really wanted his confidence up, so we gave him a goal." But that's how good our midfield used to be. Our midfield used to be able to do things like, "Oh, we can make the new guy score a goal when we want." Like I, I don't think I saw Sambi Lakanga or Jaka pass the ball into the box at any point. So it's like, what are we doing, you know? What are yeah, we doing? One of, and the kind of the sad thing is our alternative to that, having Partey out, is a nanny. So if, if Sammy wasn't that, – that's kind of known for being a more progressive type of player, if he wasn't the answer to to uh, Partey's injury, imagine how, how much worse it could have been with Oneni. He Like, you could make an argument that – we might have potentially won a few duels in the midfield compared to, I don't know, like one that we won today, but it still wouldn't Does have improved any in our attack. Had like a bad game. Like, like, was he one of our bigger problems today, or was he one of the sole bright spots that we had today, Jared? I would say in between. I thought he started off a little bit slow, but I thought he grew into the game pretty nicely. And I still think, especially given the second half, I think he offered more than El Nenny would have. And you're getting something out of that because he's growing as a player. He's a young guy who's adapting to the league and he's going to continue to improve. So I, I like that he started. I like the way he kind of developed as the game went forward, even though I thought personally he started a little bit slow, but he, he was far from the problem for the team. I mean, I, off the top of my head, Leno, Mari, Chambers all played worse than he did. So I mean, let's, let's, and let's, probably let's, some others, yeah. Let's talk about Chambers in the context of the first goal. And and Aston, I mean, uh, there is no one that has stood up for Callum Chambers more than me, probably. Uh, most of it is because, like, I start questioning my entire approach to life when I see a picture of him. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, he wasn't good today. And Sophie, Sophie and I, oh God, Sophie and I go back and forth on this all the time. It's almost just like an absolute shit take. Like, like I, I've backed myself in the corner where I'm like Chambers' biggest fan because of how much Sophie does like believes he's like the 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 epitome of how we settle for something less than we should have. And I never said that that Chambers was the best possible option for us at right back compared to like who we could have brought in. I just think he's I think he's not really done a whole lot wrong until today. Um, but like after that first goal, I'm I watched that. I WhatsApp is that is that past tense for 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 texting someone on WhatsApp? I WhatsApp Sophie, and as I'm pressing enter, I see a tweet come out from Sophie, adding me like 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 about Chambers. So we're we're I'm joking around about how you know I told you Chambers sucked, <laughs> and she's tweeting me just asking about it. Like we're, like like we were on the same cycle. We 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 knew, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look. He didn't step a foot wrong in any game at any point that I can think of last season, but he's already off to a pretty poor start. Whether that ball was out or not, I I, I tend to think maybe it was close, but probably not out. Uh, but the ball goes through his legs, beats Leno uh, near near post. Uh, so that, that first goal, I mean, it's a great strike, but should we have been conceding that? So, so first of all, let me send my love to Sophie. She needs it right now. I saw her before on the High Barrier podcast, and it ended early. I didn't see the end of it. It ended early. Was it a bad ending? Uh, she well, let's just say we we definitely all of us were feeling the loss. So definitely, you know, hats off to her. I think she handled handled it very well. But she's you can tell she was very upset. She 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 is passionate yet mm-hmm. fair yet. She loves the club. She she does and 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 when she's feeling negative about the club, it's not because of a stance that she wants to have. It's not for any level of profit motive, which which I I'll just leave that there. It's for uh, it, it's it's her true love for the club, and she I mean you know she 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 can accept people who aren't feeling the same way that she is, and she can meet them in the middle, but she's not going to change her mind on it. So I, I I tuned in for a few minutes, and then I didn't. I came back for the last fifteen minutes of the show, and there was no last fifteen minutes of the show. Yeah, so yeah. it was it was a little rough. But on the column Chambers thing, you know, if I can if I can pick on Giroux, I can pick on Chambers. You know, beautiful men can be picked on, but um. But this, this is the thing, and this is the sad part. You're right. He probably is our best option at right back. You're right. Just like Sambi Lakanga is our best option as a replacement midfielder. Like, you're right. That's where we're at right now. That's we, the problem. <laughs> we don't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, in, in, um, in, we should be in a universe where Colin Chambers is, like, our fourth pick. Like, he used to be. Like, mm-hmm. but but we've actually fallen so far that our fourth pits, like like El Nini, used to seriously be our sixth pith pick, um, center mid. Now he's like second. So like, <laughs> it, it, it's the the issue is recruitment. The issue is us not. Francis Coquelin is starting against Chelsea, by the way. Oh, is he really? <laughs> For us, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. We're going back. back, going Fla- back. Flamini, Flamini's, uh, yeah. But, but the issue is, is and, and I'm going to say this, and I know people are going to be Arteta in, Arteta out. I honestly don't believe another manager can do better. I, I always pass the question off who's going to do it, um, much like Craig did before me. But I, I, I asked Charles this on the 24-hour pod, which is, what's going on Charles. in our management level? Chucky. 
Aston and Ch it's the Aston and Chucky show. <laughs> um, I love but, how we all become so familiar with these guys. But but yeah, but uh, no. But the question is, is what's going on with our with our management that we aren't able to get deals done, or we seem to overpay for players, or it's like continual, right? Like, it doesn't it always seem like it, it used to be a joke. Okay, we're always one player away, but now it's like obvious. And we're not anywhere near recruiting on the same level that we used to. And I don't understand what's going on at the top that we can't get things done. I mean, literally, we have two leagues in La Liga and the French League um, are bankrupt. And they have, champions uh, they have Champions League teams. Why aren't we taking their midfields? Why aren't we taking their right backs? Were you the one? Were, were, I mean, and and pardon me for not remembering this, but were, were you the one that put the question in? Like, why are we not like basically just raiding Leon right now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, why aren't we take Leon has a midfield that would put ours to shame. Um, Guimaraes and Kakare are two of the most high pressing, high um, quick passing, progressive passers. Like, they have everything. Why not take one of them? They have. They, they can't do anything about it. Sevilla is the same way. I think Sevilla has um. Um, what's his name? I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, their their um their eight is really really good. Just a really really good player. It's just there's so much talent out there, but the technical quality at our at our level um, on our team has just dropped. And, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is a thing in England uh, or or uh, outside the U.S. But I mean, like there's a garage sale going on right now. Yeah, or at least there should be, and we should be we should be the guy. Have you ever have, have any of the three of you ever? had like a garage sale <laughs> like are you are any of you old enough to have had a garage sale i used to I go to them with my grandmother a lot so i'm very familiar but okay. never if had you one with your grandmother then your grandma i mean just based on how it sounds your grandmother probably knew the strategy what 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 is jared the strategy for going to a garage sale get there early every time <laughs> Get, we had as the garage sales normally like 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 you basically you, you got a bunch of shit you want to sell whether you're moving or your dog like you're like one of your kids is going to college and you're selling all the kids stuff or you got books like you just got all this extra stuff and you have a garage sale it used to be in your garage it can also be called a yard sale because you have it outside but like your your driveway and your garage becomes this 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 area where basically you just sell everything you ever had and the prices are ridiculous. Something you might have bought for like a piece of furniture you might have bought for four hundred dollars twenty years ago, you're selling for twenty dollars now. And and like you open it at eight o'clock and it ends at twelve normally on a weekend. And when you publicize it the right way, you've got thirty of Jared's grandparents all showing up at seven thirty a.m. Like before you've got everything out there, because the thing about garage sales is. You get there early and you grab everything before anyone else can get to it. The lazy people lose, and and um, and and I guess I'm making an analogy to uh, to to the transfer market in France and Spain right now. Yeah, what you're trying to say is when you go to the garage sale, you go there with a strategy and a plan, and if you can't get the thing that you're looking for. You, you find the next thing on the list. I think one of the biggest issues is like, remember when we were in for Locatelli and then all of a sudden we, we, we knew we couldn't get him. Then suddenly we extended Jaka's contract. Like you guys think that was a coincidence or is it that we just didn't identify any other players? So I was one that I'm, I love Ruben Neves. He was the guy I wanted this year. I think he solves a lot of our problems, but just outside looking in, 
as soon as we were out of the Locatelli race, I think the club looked at it as, well, we can spend, you know, the 40 ish million on somebody else in that position or their other option, which I think is what they went with is we can keep Xhaka on, not pay any transfer fee and then put that 40 million towards a number 10, which looks like it may be Odegaard. My hope was that we'd have, you know, the ability to bring an Odegaard and another center mid, because if you have a midfield pairing and Jacques is your third choice, you've got a pretty strong midfield pivot. We're back with him as our second choice and now party's out injured. And, you know, it's kind of, just feels a lot like last year. So I kind of, I, I hate to give them excuses because I thought a center mid in that position should be number one on the list this summer and we still haven't addressed it. But I think that was kind of their thinking is that, you know, if we do resign Jaka, he can do a job there for a year and then we can use those funds to get a number 10. Also, I'll say on Jaka, if we couldn't get 12 or 13 million from Roma for him this summer, I think there's a possibility if he actually played decently well at Arsenal this year. Uh, played decently in the World Cup, come next summer, you're in hopefully a non-COVID market. We may still get more for him next summer, even being a year older than we would get this summer. So I think kind of all those things play in. But at the end of the day, I thought center mid was the most important position. And I'm with you. I thought we should have addressed it up front. And as soon as Locatelli was off the table, I would have been in for Ruben Neves or Bruno Guimaraes or or a number of other players before I started looking elsewhere. But you know, that's just kind of the, the route they wanted to go. But I think that was sort of the thinking is you can save those funds with by filling that position with somebody you already have and then use that money elsewhere to try and fill in the gaps up front. So Absolutely. anybody think with the, the fact that like we it was always kind of the plan to sell Willock, right? That was kind of like everybody kind of knew he was going to be on the shopping list. Everybody knew Newcastle's mm-hmm. going to want him. When when the window started, I thought. If even with like just one Shaka or Willock leaving, I thought the club needed to buy two center midfielders. So obviously Shaka staying was kind of a wrench in the in the grand plan, right? I understand that people aren't happy with the execution of the plan, but that's not to say they didn't have a plan to to do this. And it was really clear that they did by the heavy, heavy links with Locatelli, the links that we have with Nevis, Gimaraish. So it, it's very obviously they were looking at a, at a center midfielder, but those, those links, links all went away. Those, Jay, those, those links are just for all or nothing at this point. We're you not think so, anything. man? Because like I, I couldn't help but notice, but they, those went away when they couldn't get the deal done with Roma. And essentially, well, they're like, if, you know, they're if like, that's what causes us to not sign those guys. Then, then, then that's that's a that's a big enough problem in and of itself. I mean, like, like thank you. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, I mean, if if if. I'm fine not selling Xhaka for for 12 when we think he should be sold for 20 or 25. That is the right move. I agree. But to then bring him back, extend him, and cancel, if that's what we've done, our plans to bring in another midfield partner for for Thomas Partey in the long term, whoa, that's really, really old-school bullshit. Well, let me jump in on that just a second. I think, and somebody I'm sure in the chat will correct me if I'm wrong. I think at the end of this season, he would have been down to one year left on his deal. Is that right, Onjaka? I'm fine extending him yes. if it's for the yes, purpose of, of, yes. of preserving his sale value. Okay, that was my thought. Is that, but, but we but don't want him down. Don't bring someone in. But if you don't bring someone in this season because you've extended him, then then that's not why we're extending him. We're we're basically saying, you know, instead of instead of sacrificing seven or eight million pounds to move on and bring someone else in we're we're curtailing that plan and sticking with the same shit that didn't work. And the guy that rips his clothes off, 
uh, in you know in the middle of a game. Yeah, we're um, kicking the can down the street till next they, year for yeah, the same problem. hundred percent. At a time we cannot afford to kick the can down the street. Aston, before you go, I want to ask you to do something, and and it's yeah. something you've never been asked to do before, and it's to officiate a wedding, because <laughs> because because we ha we have a proposal to make, and and oh, this God. could this could this could end up awkward, and and it's not including you, but 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 uh, but Jared. Your your intelligence, your poise, your football knowledge, your great sense of humor, your and ability to laugh at bullshit. What what'd you say? I said, and that goddamn beard. It's so yeah, wonderful. And, and, and your ability to laugh at our shit while not regularly tossing away your own credibility by being a douchebag who's like a seven year old like me. It, it it is the we're we're looking to become a five aside team. And um and and there's no one that we want more on our team as a five aside team, uh you know and and it might end up being a four side team because Andy just never shows up anymore. But but Jared, you, you have you have come in both on and off screen, both both Arsenally and Gunners versus Cancerly and friendshiply. Um, we uh you know and 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 you don't have to give us an answer on the podcast because this this could be end up really being awkward like. <laughs> If Tom called you like an hour ago or something like that, but uh, or if Mike <laughs> called you an hour ago and asked you to be on, but, but we want we want you not to just to be kind of a typical co-host, but a part of the Gooners Pod team. So, uh, so the the offer is extended. It's it's official. We got full buy-in from everybody. I know you were added to the WhatsApp group, but uh, but dude, you're, you're we used to be called the Gits, the Gooners in the USA, the Gits. But uh, but there's no better Git that we could have by our side than you. So. Uh, so, so do you do you need some time to think about it, or no? That's that's amazing, I, and I, I love that I've gotten to know all you guys and enjoy podcasting with you. So, I, I'd love to join and kind of fill in wherever I can. I am a little concerned about what the initiation for something like this looks like. I, I don't oh, think I'm mentally or physically prepared for that. You as you should be, but yeah, I mean, the, I mean, look, if Mike can make it through and and still have a family, then I'm sure it won't be that bad for you, but. I'm but, so uh, glad you accept it, man, because I really fought Andy. I don't know, I don't know what it is he, with Andy. He does concerns. not like you. <laughs> Wait, aren't I supposed to be blessing this wedding? Yeah, Go Aston, the reason, yeah, the reason, well, I don't Pastor know. Pastor Aston. It, it's like and when they say, do you take this person? And they go, well. Everybody yeah. gather together. And do you, Mike, take Jared and happily <laughs> wedded podcast demoni? Podcast of money. Look, look, wow, that's man, pretty I, well put together as, on the yeah, spot. I gotta say, as far as I'm concerned, well we've, been, we've been in podcast of money in the you know for, for a long time. I don't see. See, we try to do new content, and 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 that includes changing the pulling pulling the. <laughs> there you go, dude. <laughs> pulling the curtain back, as Andy likes to say, um, and and uh, and making like full sale changes to the podcast while we're live on the air. I mean, there's nothing better than that, but. But yeah, you you are uh, you are you, you're like the opposite of Mustafi, because Mustafi is Mustafi is literally never going to. He's a free agent right now, which is which is where I'm going with this. He's a free agent right now, and he's never going to play football again. And he's completely you're unwanted free agent right now. You're a free yeah. agent right now, and you're at the garage sale at the Ritz Carlton, and we're like, we got to grab this guy before he goes anywhere else. So. <laughs> As, as far as my plan goes, I was going to try to get Mustafi on not another Arsenal podcast, but if that fell through, I was coming for Jared. So yeah. I wasn't early enough, so the Gooner pod got him. So I mean, I doubt my talents in general, but if all I had to do was deputize someone on Mustafi's level, you know, maybe. 
No, I'm not. I, see, I'm not comparing you to the same level. I'm comparing your contractual status to his. This is getting awkward for Aston <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> this, is, this is the longest I do I've ever heard. <laughs> wait, so was that a yes? Oh, of course. You, you know I love okay. hanging out wait, with you guys whenever I get a wait, chance. Wait, Absolutely. Wait, wait, wait. No, hey, yeah, Jared, what, do yeah. you take Mike? He 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 said whenever I get a chance. It, it's um, it's like if I had proposed to my wife and she's like, "Yeah, I'll be married to you whenever I get a chance." <laughs> <laughs> or were you just saying to this point you've enjoyed being with us to every every day? No, it's really the only issue at all is in general, and you guys kind of know this. My schedule is I will go completely wide open for two weeks at a time, and then I go completely slammed where I have zero availability for weeks at a time. Wait, so I wait. could be I could be the new Andy. Now you're in, yeah. Now that you're in the chat, you you will know that that does not make you any different than anybody else on this podcast. So. <laughs> We do forty-four podcasts in one month, and then we do, and then we do zero for another two weeks after that. But uh, but there's no one I'd rather do zero podcasts with you than <laughs> with than you. <laughs> that beautifully said. Looking forward to it. All right, okay. so I'm going to bring, bring zero bring of my back time. to reality. I got to bring us back to reality. We got a show to run. Okay. Yeah, Aston. Aston, thank you for blessing this union. Yes, um, Aston. Fergus isn't and, getting uh, any younger. Yeah, and and uh, and and these people in the green in the in the red room aren't going to add themselves to this podcast, so I got to get on that right now. But Aston, we'll see you soon, buddy. Later, guys. Later, Aston. It was a pleasure, bro. All right, who who else was here from the start? I think we got it. We got it. Oh, we're going to add in Michael. I, I promised Michael. Now, Michael is uh, is, is a is, is a duck breaker on the podcast. He reached out to me recently and said, "How can I get involved with the Gooners Pod?" Which is, a, I love hearing that. Because my question normally is, how can I stop being involved with the Gooners Pod? <laughs> and 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 I just I, I can't I can't quit it. So uh, so yeah, we're gonna bring in Michael. We're, we want to hear a little bit about your story, Michael. Welcome to the Gooners Podcast. Hey guys, how's uh, it going? It, it, it's well, it, it's been better, but <laughs> what's uh, up, Michael? It's been it better. Sure but, uh, been. So, so tell us where are you from? What's uh, what's your connection yeah. to the Arsenal? And, uh, and then we'll go into today. Um, well, um, I've been a lifelong Arsenal fan for as long as I can remember, actually. My dad's a fan. My younger brother's a fan. My mom is a fan by affiliation. It's just my sister that's gone <laughs> sideways and decided to go with Manchester United. But uh, sidebar, she stays in London, but, you know, she just like Manchester <laughs> she, United. You but... said she lives in London? Yeah, she lives in London, but well, like, then of course she's a Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's it's been a you know like watching Arsenal, getting to like the free flowing football, you know, falling in love naturally, which is you know what gravitated um, gravitated me towards them, and plus the fact that you know I was I'm Nigerian, so you know back in the day we had Kanuwakwa there, so you know. It was Michael, very when you, when you look when when you look at the list of countries that like have the highest whether it's through social media or or any other metric that have like the highest number of Arsenal supporters it's like it's like UK uh-huh. Ireland or or UK Scotland, uh, Ireland yeah. US Nigeria uh-huh. like like it's amazing like and 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 that's why right I mean it's Kanu and and um, yeah. It, it, and, and and it's funny because we've we've recently talked about the fact that you know this whole all or nothing thing with Amazon has a lot yeah. to do with trying to 
prevent Arsenal from completely falling out of the discussion of marketable teams in right. emerging markets. Right. Mark, you know, I mean, if you're from, you know, any of the marketplaces that love football, if you're from the Philippines or, or, or Japan or someplace where, where, you know, people are really linking onto Premier League football, uh-huh. there is nothing to draw you to Arsenal right now, except maybe yeah. if you kind of enjoy what you see on an Amazon special. Um, so, you know, it, it is important that that, but, but, but having players from your country is also important. Denmark, yeah, Norway, definitely. we see a lot of fans from Denmark and Norway because of Martin Odegaard and because of Andre Limpar and uh, uh-huh. Sweden, but, but, you know, you, you, you just, so I, I, I think that, d- does that have a lot to do with, with loan signings and signings that, that, I mean, do, does the country <laughs> hasn't, uh, this may be a dumb, edu- uneducated question, but like when you bring on a player, right? do you, do you think that there's a little bit of, we want to like, I mean, look, look, we, we, we bought well, – who was the South American player that we bought that um, – um, Sanchez? No, Sanchez. No, I'm sorry. South Korean player is what I meant to say. Oh. Uh, John, uh, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. I mean, like sometimes – Yeah. Sometimes those, those, those seem more marketing than, than, than player, but I, I don't know why I'm off on this tangent. But Yeah, I mean, it's also been, you know, with the preseason, if you noticed – they try to come to United States this year, which, you know, they did last year and I think maybe the year before. So, you know, they're trying to expand their horizons in the, like, um, American market, which everybody knows, you know, football is different from soccer out here, you know. So, but I, I understand what you're saying and I get your point with that. So, so, so tell us about, tell us about today then, because, um, you know, I, I and, and and again, just you know, we we got a few different things we can talk about. We um we talked about the first goal. We haven't really talked about the second goal yet. And if you don't want to focus on it, I don't blame you. But I mean, schoolboy defending off of a set piece in the form of a throw in. Mari basically, you know, you don't let a throw in in the box hit the ground. He did, mm-hmm. but he pretty much put it on the ground with his own head. Right. Uh, Leno's being Leno's being held a little bit, and I've seen that called before. But I mean, look, I'm, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to go there with the excuses and stuff. But just absolute sickening play from Arsenal on that uh, on that series. Yeah, um, that's that's very soft. I mean, you went easy on Arsenal. That's that's just basically it. And if you remember part of my DMs that I sent you, I was like, um, I feel like I have lost love for the game, right? I've lost love for Arsenal, but because I see people like you guys putting effort into it, you know, I know they're like genuine fans that still love what the club stands for. And, you know, that's why I was like, yeah, I want to get back. You know, I want to get back into it. I want to talk with people that, you know, analyze the game, you know, look into the game and everything. But look at today. Everybody was happy with the, uh, what you call it, with the lineup because, okay, we had to make do with what we had, right? But the display from, apart from um, Lokonga, which I thought was just like a um, party, um, party clone. It was just like a clone of um, Thomas Party. Apart from Lokonga, every other person, then apart from um, Bukayo when he was brought on, every other person failed to impress for me. They all were playing like it was still preseason and, you know, they had nothing to lose. Nobody was going to get, you know, criticized for it. Um, first 20 minutes was maybe okay, but 
I mean, up until before they scored the first goal. Yeah, you, you could you could say maybe that was okay. But I don't mean that, to be too I, I don't mean to be too predictable, but but Ayan saying I would honestly take Yosai Benayun in this midfield. He had more technique than the whole of our midfielders. The problem is Yosef Benny would not have been available for selection today because it's the it's the Shabbos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, we, we we couldn't afford these Friday night, early Saturday morning games with Yossi. But no, I'm sorry, Michael. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, the game was just it was abysmal. It was you know below par. And somebody said something yesterday which I stuck onto. They were like, Ateta has been. Um, he has been adequately trained to talk to the media. So, you know, he, he makes us believe something, like he deflects, you know, the actual state of the team, you know, from the fans, except the ones that are really watching, are really looking at it. And, you know, answers these questions diplomatically that you feel, oh, we're the, you know, nicest thing since fried rice, you know, or something like that. But when we get ate into fried the rice about game, four hours ago. And, and and it was incredible, but I, and I'm not even kidding. I did, but yeah, I know. I just ate my own fried rice. Too. <laughs> yeah, it's so not that big of a coincidence. He actually had nine entrees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, Juan Felipe is, is absolutely right. I, I I do interrupt quite a bit, and I'm sorry. No, it's all right. It's all right. You know, it, it's it's just what I do. You know, yeah. and then I shut up and and I pass out on the on the camera, and and then you have all all, all your say. So, I'm sorry, Michael. Before I rudely interrupted you, what did you, what were you? Uh... Yeah, so I was just gonna touch on you know like the team. I don't think we have any direction. We don't have on um, plans. You know, like a plan A, a plan B, and plan C when things tend to fall apart. You know, we just compete and just you know hope 90 minutes is over. That's all we do. We compete and pray and hope 19 minutes is over and pray somebody does something. Because we've, we've all known that 72 million has been wasted on Pepe for a minute. But, you know, we get scared to say it because we're like, oh, it's going to perform today. It's going to perform tomorrow, you know, and all that. And for me, I mean, like I said, the team was OK coming in. But we all knew that Gabriel Martinelli has been playing his socks off. He just came off an injury. He didn't really play in the Olympics, you know, apart from, like, the last few games where he came on and everything. But we, we threw him in, you know, like, right into the deep end from the first match. He was absent in the first half. But we we lack options. Reese Nelson has failed to impress. Balogun has been hyped up by us the same way we hyped up in Ketia. And we just saw that, you know, he's still a small kid. Is, is still a small kid compared to championship players that play over 40 games, you know, in a season where they are well-seasoned in defending and defending strong people, you know, not a kid that's barely 19 or something. No disrespect to the kid, you know, but it just shows the type of mentality the team has. And we do not have, like I said, plan A, plan B, plan C is for stuff. Nobody's faulting a team when they get a goal behind, you know. It, it happens. It happens to everybody. Liverpool, you know, concedes. Uh, Manchester City concedes. Barcelona concedes. But but then they consolidate. Players. They consolidate in this position where they you start to see them saying, "Okay, well, we know we're down now, and we have to start digging out of this." Yeah. And you never you never see that with Arsenal. You're right. We always dig ourselves into a deeper hole, which is the you know the the bad thing about it. 
Um, yeah. we, we're always looking for excuses, like um, Brad Leno was raising his hand for the second goal, saying, no, he was blocked, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it's it's just, it's sad. And this is the first game of the season, and everybody is already, you know, abject with disappointment. Yeah, what I mean, does you, that say? we could have lost this game in a way that would have given me some level of, 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 of feeling as though maybe we could get a result out of our next two games, but, yes. but that is not the way we lost this game. So, I mean, but if you know Arsenal pretty well, we could go ahead and win our next game. That's yeah. the funniest thing about this club. Yeah. I mean, that, that kills you. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, maybe he's, he's brilliant by, by getting this one out of the way. And then we go and, and, and we end up with, uh, Pulling the double over over Chelsea. And just, these are the ones like we're that. meant to win, right? If we want to come sixth, you know, this these are the ones we're meant to win. Before we move on to old man Fergus, uh, who likes to call other people old man, uh, anything else, uh, Jared or Mike, that you want to ask or, or or hear from Michael? No, I really wish I could disagree with Michael, but it it, it really is the <laughs> truth. Like even when we go like a, a a game down, you're expecting some type of urgency, some type of plan but like we'll, we'll we're prone to conceding the same goal twice in one game stuff like that it's just it's just extremely disappointing uh so no there's like like michael said over and over is there's no plan b or c it's we go in with one strategy look even to a point where you know i remember a quote that kind of haunts me was last year against Villarreal, where they mm-hmm. asked him like hey why didn't you put Saka in a left back and he still was kind of like the biggest mistake tonight was uh, you know Tier- Tierney's injury. Like he didn't want to admit that Shaka being left back was a bad idea. He was like, kind of, this is my game plan. This is what we executed. Even with the injury, we weren't going di- to. We're, we're not going to divert from the game plan, even though we have a player that is substantially weaker at left back. So yeah, um, seasons long. Uh, you know, I know early on in the podcast we started talking about new managers and whatnot. I'm not quite there. I was expecting three points out of the first. Uh, three games, and and I know that pisses some people off, but that's kind of where I see our our team at right now. So, you know, three points, zero points, not too far off. So, <laughs> that's how you're talking yourself into the situation. That's how I'm talking myself into. No, no, I'm yeah. bitterly disappointed. I was Don't expecting get me wrong. to suck. So, if we suck a little bit worse than I expected us to yes. suck, then, then then maybe we can pull it's out just of it. Gradually sucky. There you exactly. go. Exactly, Michael. It, it's yes, great sir. to see you. We we hope to see you some more. We're going to be doing these after, uh, after. Thanks, Michael. After every I game, and, uh, and keep in touch. Tell, tell us where you're from and where we can find you on social media. Yeah, so I'm from um, Houston, Texas. So you can find me on um, um, Twitter, Instagram, Michael Ayor. On Twitter, it's I think Baba Zaid zero one zero, but on Instagram, it's Michael Ayor. So yeah, you can find me on those social. You go media. to uh, you go to the pub in Houston with the for, for the supporters club. Um, not yet. I've not. I just moved back to Houston actually. Um, like a few months ago, I was in Atlanta before. Did, so, did, did you go to the pub in Atlanta? Did you? Yeah, I went to the Irish pub in Atlanta like so a couple get, of times. So, so you know Danita and, and and all those people. Well, I know them by name, but you know, yeah. not like you know. We D- Danita is one of the best people and the most incredible people I've ever met. But uh, but look, yeah. you in, in Houston, you have an amazing Arsenal supporters family. Uh, oh. So and 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 you're gonna need them this season. So don't. Oh, don't definitely. Don't, this is this is me as therapist. This is Doctor Feinberg telling you: uh, do not go through this season on your own. Go to the pub in Houston, assuming it's all safe and reasonable to do so. Meet all the great people in Houston. Yeah, yeah. 
Do you have box one? <laughs> the man has yes. box there it is. That's, that's what it takes to be an Arsenal fan. There you go. Mine's Kirkland. Fr- Franzi is highly known as being the worst box wine you can buy. Oh, really? Pretty damn good. It, you know, <laughs> my, and and look, it is not as most people think Merlot. It is Cabernet. Right. Um, but look, um, whatever Merlot. Your family in Houston. I know a lot of those guys and girls. Okay. And 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 you and and in a couple of weeks, you're having a maybe a month or so. You're having a roundup. In Texas, so be part of that, and it's in Houston this season. So okay. the one thing I, the one thing I want you to do, if you if you want to be involved in 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 the podcast, which which you are now, if you want to be involved in the in the fan environment, if you want a way to take the edge off of the results and just surround yourself with incredible Arsenal people, get mm-hmm. involved with Arsenal America, and specifically in Houston. And Texas is, despite all the weirdness about Texas from a Gooner standpoint, it's one of the best states that's out there. And the person that we're bringing on next af- after the next person can tell you probably a little bit about that as well. Okay. Um, but, uh, right. but yeah, get, get involved because you've got instant family members uh, to add to the people that are just running behind you in the screen right now. So <laughs> I'll be on the lookout for that. Yeah. All right, mate. Take care, buddy. Thanks. Later, Michael. Thank you, bro. All right. Bye bye. I figure since you got up at seven six forty five a.m. to be with me a couple days ago, we could probably have you on at twelve fifteen a.m. Um, your your tan looks fantastic, and, and you look thrilled to be here. Welcome, Fergus. Fergus is the most upset used car salesman I've ever seen. <laughs> no, isn't it? Right back to that. No, what, what, one of the funniest things I, I I texted him. Wait, shut up! Shut up a second. You talk way, way too much for a guy running a podcast for 24 hours. You should have a voice like mine right now. You should have a voice like mine right now. Well, I love that your voice is like this because at least at least you did what you could do to influence the result at Brentford today. But but well, uh, yeah, it, my, my, is this a fa- is this a family show, Mike, or not? Yeah, this is our show is almost never a family show, okay. and literally Absolutely I have members of my family it, on it, fucking, and it's still not it's a, a fucking shit show. That prick Shaka, how he's allowed to wear a fucking shirt ever again. Um, Michael had some good points about the one-legged donkey that is Pepe, but did he not watch the game? He said nobody else performed. ESR ran his fucking ass off all night. He was the only player who fucking played all night, and then Saka when he came on was absolutely outstanding. Um, Balogun, you fucking ruined your one and only chance, mate, because you are not getting a look in again. Not getting a look in again. And Renyarsson has to play next game because his Are you perform- kidding me? No, no, his performance tonight, Renyarsson's performance was absolutely outstanding tonight. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Ooh, who was that? I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. No, the keeper was so shit. Renyarsson's our shit keeper, isn't he? Yeah, yes. but he didn't play the Oh, right? okay. Um, no, no. <laughs> that that was an attempted humor that just went way over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, <laughs> mate, I, I, I have got. I said a, Jared had a sense I of have, humor. I, I have got a, a shit in, inside tip here for you. This is our goalkeeping budget. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? What is that actually? It's a Tesco club card voucher. That's what we're fucking shopping. Oh, Jeremy's all over that. <laughs> Tesco bag, look, Tesco bag. Oh man, I tell you what, Trev wasn't happy. Trev wasn't happy. Well, Trev's not happy because he doesn't have that much time left for us to turn this around. But, 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 like, yeah, no. I mean, so, 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 as as the first person that we've had on the podcast that was at the game, um, 
I'm going to shut up and I'm just going to let you tell us like, like the good, the bad and the ugly before middle and during, during the game and after, I mean, the- by the way, it's been mostly water. So um, my reaction is genuine. There's very little alcohol involved. It was about four pints. Okay. And that was hours ago. Well, that was, that was hours ago. So, so yeah, first, first, first time in, in 20 months that we had an away section at a game, I believe. Yeah. Uh, tell us about the day. Um, it was an amazing day. It was fantastic. I met with uh, Potsy and uh, Red Ken. You'll see him on Twitter. Uh, I love and, Red yeah. You'll also, if you go on Google, um, uh, something about the sheriffs or something like that, uh, he's the one who gets ironed out by um, by uh, a lady in a, in a dress shop when he was doing uh, bailiff jobs. So <laughs> Google... <laughs> <laughs> no idea what any of that means. But, I, I, but I'll send you the link later. <laughs> I got to look at myself. But uh, met with him, met, met with Hoggy, and then we went down and met with all the rest on the group. You saw the photo on the WhatsApp group, Mike. Um, it was great. It was quite emotional to meet everybody. Um, we we're in the Globe. There isn't really an away pub in Brentford because uh, they're finding their... the Shakespeare Globe, is it? No, 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 no. This is the Globe in Windmill Street, in in a very nice pub as well. Um, but uh yeah we we had a few sing songs and stuff you've got to walk for fucking miles and the foot and the stadium is under a flyover it's just like it, it should be in i a- went to a brentford game with my son three three years ago yeah the old ground different stadiums yeah. but it was not the most convenient place to go so so where is it in relation to that like from from like how it's it's it, it, it's it's a few minutes walk from there it's, it, it's that sort of area stadium is reasonably impressive Sixteen thousand brentford and arsenal fans fuck me can they make some noise bloody hell did they make some noise uh, it wasn't very nice walking down the steps going uh, listening to them going you're shit and you know you are <laughs> uh, that fucking hurt mine that really 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 <laughs> did hurt it it hurts, but the but, but then you're like, I, there's nothing we can say about it. Like, <laughs> that, that's exactly why it hurts, hurts, right? Because it's yeah. truth. If it wasn't true, you'd be like, ah, oh, they're just shit talking. This is because yeah. it's true. You're like, it hits a nerve. Yeah, I mean, they didn't eke out a win today. They they dominated us in every facet of the game. Well, at, at two 0 I turned around to Trev and I said, oof. I don't think we've got enough time to get one. Never mind two. And, that, and then at the other, <laughs> at the other end, they nearly scored again. You know, and they didn't really put us under huge amounts of pressure. I don't. You know, they played well. I think they're going to be hard to beat in in, um, in the Brentford Community Stadium. They're well organised, um, but we're just a fucking shambles, honestly. Um, people were slagging off Chambers. I don't think he was that bad. Um, Ben White, I think he got caught in the rabbit lights for the first one along with Shaq and not helping him out. But you know what? I think a lot of it is just fundamentally that midfield is not supporting uh, the, the, the defence. And, and it doesn't matter. You could put the, the best world-class centre-half in there. And while you've got these jokes of like Shaq and the like in front of them, making stupid schoolboy errors, it's unreal. And you know what? I don't want. I never want to see Shaka wear a shirt again after what he done to the armband and the shirt back in October 2019. But if we're stuck with him for another year or 18 months until his contract runs down or whatever, I could live with that. But if we're going to give him a pay rise, yeah, and we're going to give him this extended contract, somebody has to have a word with fucking Josh. So, so yeah, I'll do that because I have his number. Uh, honestly, though, like, like. Extending him is the thing that that Merlot Cabernet Merlot is really strong, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Extending him is what you do to protect your ability to sell him for a fee rather than lose him for nothing. I'd rather lose him with a pay rise. 
The only reason he's still here is because we couldn't get rid of him. So why are we increasing his wage packet? He's he's on he's on ninety five or one hundred and twenty grand a week. I don't know which it is because he got pay rise. If we said well. if we said we'll give you another year or two on your on your contract, and you know as half your wages. But well, even if we well, said let's just let's just keep them level and we'll extend it for a year or two. If Jaka says no to that, then sell him for the twelve million. Like, like really- why? He really likes Rome. He said how, how much he loved Rome when he was at the Euros. Fuck off to Rome. Okay, so, but just for the record. Lazio for like $19 million. Like, uh, Yeah, that would be brilliant. Um, for the record, <laughs> if, if if the links came on, they offered 12 or 13, and we sold them at 12 and 13, be honest now. Would you be sitting there saying, for fuck's sake, we don't know how to sell? No. Or were you, Fergus, are you at that point with, with Shaq? I know Mikey is. Mike, that was there's a- like no point of no return with them anymore. Well, 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 right, I, I, but I, was, I also didn't agree with selling him for twelve. I didn't even move my lips. I didn't even move my lips. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I, I was I was beyond that uh, a long time ago. For what he did, he should never have been allowed to play for the team again. The fact that he was given the captain's armband tonight is even further insult to injury. On top of that, um, I, I'd pay. I just sever his contract. Get rid. I don't care. It's not about the money. The guy's not good enough. Get somebody who can play fucking football. I'm um, sorry, look, guys. I've never sworn this much on the podcast in my life. Uh, oh, it's Mikey. It's he brings welcome. it out of everybody. Yeah, Mikey. Yeah. Just he's like a he's a really bad person. He just angers everybody. Don't worry, our, it's not our Arsenal. State, our mission statement is to get people to to, to cancel themselves, and um, and you're doing a great job. Um, by the way, John, I have I have washed the shirt. I have slept, uh, and after today, I don't know that I'll be wearing this again because I, this was going to be my like Arsenal don't lose until I until I wash my shirt shirt, and now I have to I have to deal with it. Mm. Yeah. Side note. So, so I, for, again, we could, because we want to get the match going days, uh, the match going fans' uh, yeah. opinion. Saka comes on. Sorry, uh, what? Saka comes on to an ovation from the Brentford fans. And oh, then Saka. The- I thought you said soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use that word. Uh, and then and then, I'm, I'm hearing that some pockets of people were booing him every time he touched the ball. Nope. Uh, Didn't hear anything. And, okay, good. Um, I mean, like, like, how does that feel when, I mean, when you, I, I know that the win would have felt better, but I mean, when, when you see that kind of reaction now for two, for two Listen- weeks on the trot, is, he gonna, is that going to go on for the entire season, you think? I think it'll go on for a few games, um, uh, a, a few away games, because uh, fans appreciate what he did playing for England, but in his heart and soul, plus they don't appreciate that he gets racially abused by idiots on, on social media. So, you know, if, 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 if you think he was, you know, <laughs> he's a young lad. He stood up, he took the last penalty, he missed. Move on. It's mm-hmm. it's really unfortunate. That's a game of football. That's what penalties is jeopardy. Um, what I was really impressed with was um, the stadium was uh, lively. The Brentford fans applauded uh, all the teams on. Uh, didn't there was no booing when when the Arsenal uh, team came on. They clapped them. Um, they clapped when um, uh, Saka came on. Uh, they clapped when we uh, sang for Danny Bailey, who recently died of COVID. Uh, I don't know if that came across on the TV. Absolutely, but... no. They mm-hmm. showed they showed that what was it, the twenty eighth minute or something. They did. Yeah, it was, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was nice gesture, and the commentators brought it up as well. It and was Brent, nice. 
Brentford at halftime also uh, made a big thing about Danny. Uh, there was no there was no beer available in the stadium for the away fans, which is ridiculous. All it meant is that everyone got to the pub earlier. It was um, just all rum. There was no beer available. <laughs> now every, everybody was drinking water. Mine is H two O. It's not H two O with lace with vodka. That's why you, you gotta you gotta put up like a pint of vodka in a, in a glass. Yeah. In, no, well, I wasn't gonna say in a glass. I was gonna say in in, in your uh, in your body, and then bring it into the stadium, and then put it in what so that it looks like a bottle of water. I t- I tell you what was really interesting. There was an awful in lot your of body. Uh, the, 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 there was an awful lot of tailgating going on as you were trying to get into the into the stadium. They were checking tickets a little bit more. Um, That's an American concept, tailgating. Yeah, no, but they used tail. No, not your tailgating. Different tailgating. Sticking close up somebody's ass so you can get oh. in on the same mm-hmm. on the yeah. same turn. Um, and a lot of the young lads were doing that. Uh, some of them were dragged out very forcefully, very, very forcefully by the stewards outside the ground. Uh, there was a, a little bit of a scuffle where three or four of them come along. Uh, one guy in particular got really animated towards an Arsenal fan who basically told him, oh, piss off sort of thing. But then he went back, what, are you telling me piss off? Are you telling me piss off? There was another guy um, who came up to me and Trev at halftime and goes, hello, mate. You all right, Arsenal fans? I said, all right, yeah. I said, yeah, fine, we're fine. We're losing at this point. And he's smiling and he's beaming. And he's got his Brentford security uh, sort of uh, uh, Stuart sing on. And he goes, all right, yeah. I said, oh, I'm neutral in this. I don't care. I want to draw. I said, all right, really? Uh, you're working here? He said, yeah. Okay. Who do you support? Man United. I went, oh, I could tell by the accent. Yeah. Um, uh, a bit like what <laughs> a bit like what you were saying to the, uh, Michael beforehand. Yeah, because he's from London, right? Yeah, sister lives in London, so of course, yeah. <laughs> then afterwards, as we're coming down the stairs, uh, I, I left just because I wanted to try and get the tube. I left bang on 90 and came down. Plus, a lot had left. Before they showed hands. a lot. They they showed a lot of people leaving in like the 82, 83, 84 mm-hmm. minute. There there were there were a lot, but I think they probably made it look better on the TV than than it actually was. Fire um, yeah. Um, and um, he's calling. All right, Arsenal fans, you don't look very happy. So much so that I went over to one of their uh, other stewards and I stood there and said, "You need to have a word with that guy." I said, she went, she ignored me at first. I said, no, look, listen, I'm not here for trouble. I'm not here to cause any problems, but you need to have a word with that guy. He's going to piss everybody off. He's pissed me off. I'm not going to go up and hit him. But the next guy who comes down is going to iron him out. And then the, su- uh, the supervisor came around and looked at me and thought it was an Arsenal fan that was going to start on somebody else. And uh, I said, no, it's one of your guys, your security guy there with the fuzzy hair. He's taking the piss of people as they're coming down. I said, oh, I said, I'm not here to cause problems. I've hardly had a drink in place and everything else. So, you know, I haven't got an issue, but he's going to cause you problems. He shouldn't be in here. He shouldn't be in that job. He should, he should have been in the, the home and definitely not in the away end. And I think he got his colour felt by his own boss, which was uh, good. And the guy did thank me, which was, which was nice. And I left at that point. Uh, it's a joke, transportation-wise. Um, Kew Bridge, closed. Uh, Gunnersbury uh, Tube Station, closed. Chiswick, uh, park closed eastbound so you have to go westbound to get back one station to go to a closed station to go east again uh, it's 20 past 12 or half past 12 here i left the ground at 10 10 to 10, 10, 10. you know I, I i live 25 miles away and it takes them t- over two and a half hours it's a an absolute joke absolute joke <clears throat> i'd hate to be a newcastle fan on a friday night having to go there 
Look at him crying his eyes out there. Yeah. <laughs> I, he lives 25 miles away. I live uh, uh, 3,500 miles away. That's your choice. Think of the tax you don't pay. All right. <laughs> um, this weekend, I plan on getting to the Arsenal history. Um, I, uh, I honored your request. We, we, I, I talked about it on the you last hour of the 24 hour podcast, and, and, and it came from the heart because I cannot wait to watch that. If uh, for, let, let, tell, tell everyone that's that's still watching where we can find you and the um, and, and and where we can catch up on the nine hours, 59 minutes and 40 and, and 54 seconds. <laughs> I can't believe we're, we're six seconds short of the um, Arsenal history. Uh, well, myself, Trevor, uh, Mark, and Andy from arsenalhistory.com. Sorry, the Arsenal History to come, uh, done something different over the close season. Uh, we decided not to do transfer rumours and all the usual shit that everybody else does. And, and they do a good job, some of them, but it's, you know, it's not, I just didn't want to churn out the same stuff. I was actually going to take the summer off. Um, but we decided to do the Arsenal History and we've worked all the way through eight different episodes in different eras, 1896 to 1924, uh, which was Plumstead, uh, Woolwich, Woolwich to Highbury. Um, and then we done 1924 to 1935 with the Chapman era, the war era, uh, the Baron eras of 53 through to 71, 71 to 86, 86 to 96, which is George Graham era, 96 to 2018, the Wenger era. And, and then 2018 to current, which is basically it's just it's an hour long video of a colonoscopy. Uh, no, 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 it was it was I think it was the pre meds because we had the colonoscopy tonight, and we're 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 in a bad way. Um, yeah. Listen, I I was hoping that the guy could last till Christmas. Uh, the the club have failed him hugely. Uh, because of this budget, yeah, the three pound fifty budget they're giving them, uh, we know we know people who are talking about one hundred and fifty and two hundred and fifty mil, uh, million pound budgets. He's had seventy five million pound to spend, fifty of which was not wasted on Ben White. But, no, but, no, but we're going to spend one hundred fifty million, Fergus. That's what I was told yeah, in the chat. Yeah, I know. But uh, listen, the club have failed him, but I think he's seriously out of his depth. I think he's a dead man walking, and I, as it stands now, with Chelsea, City. Then we've got Norwich and Burnley. We'll be on our ass at Norwich and Burnley by then. Uh, I don't know if we'll make the North London derby. What what will tell me everything is is how we show up in those games. If we, you know, what the the reason I lost face in Wenger, and and this is this is my last word before we let you go, Fergus. Is the reason I finally after after years of people telling me that it was over, the reason I finally lost faith in Arsene Wenger was because we. And it was a few weeks after that Leicester game where, where Welbeck scored and everyone thought we were going to win the league. We, Including we, me. <laughs> we, we didn't capitalize on that. We lost to Manchester United where Mar Marcus Rashford basically scored a brace against us and began his career. That was awful. But then three days later, we came out and shit the bed against uh, against Swansea at home. Yes. And I said, if, if, if we can't get up for that game, and get a result out of that game. We lost at home to them. We didn't just draw at home. We lost at home to them. I, I said, then then the team has given up on them, and that's mm. all there is to it. And 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 if we can't get a result, I mean, Chelsea, Manchester United will be what it is. West Brom, Norwich, who's after that before before Spurs? Uh, Burnley away. Norwich, Burnley, Spurs. If we show up to that Spurs game and we've got one or two points and, and, and we don't beat them, He's got to be gone by then. He'll be gone before then if the results don't go well. Uh, probably so, but but yeah. but I mean, you, you cannot survive a tough start and a loss to Spurs. 
I, I, it's almost a blessing that that that, that Spurs game. There's no way our there's no way our fan base will allow the Crunkies don't give a fuck, do they? That, that um, was my question, Fergus. Do do you think our ownership gives two shits about that? The North London Derby. No, like, I, I completely understand the no, fans. hundred percent, we're good. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, is does the levity of the situation of losing a North London derby already kind of, if we do make it there with so little points, does that situation hit the Cronkies, Josh or Stan, the, the, the way it hits fans? No, of course it doesn't. I spoke with Josh on that uh, forum thing. And the guy, when he started off talking to Akil and, and, and uh, some of the other people, um, Mike, you weren't listening or watching. I was not listening in. Uh, I, I I knew someone that was listening in. <laughs> Jerby <laughs> might have been listening in. I don't um, know anyone that would have provided access to me. No, absolutely, absolutely not. But he was so so bitey bitey with, with with the fans. First of all, to start off with, someone like put got, a fucking note in front of that guy. Oh yeah, you better, yeah, You yeah, better yeah, turn yeah. this around. Yeah, and and he did get better, but he's such an evasive little prick. Um, even when I came along and finally said to him when he wouldn't, he answered two parts of my three-part question, and he wouldn't answer the third part, which is what's your what's KSC's exit strategy for Arsenal Football Club? <laughs> he shit he shit a brick when I asked him that, didn't he, Mike? Yeah, you you did. I mean, as someone who didn't hear live what happened, uh, I can tell you that uh, that 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 he was not pleased with that question. <laughs> no, he wasn't at all. Um, do do they care, uh, Mike uh, Hertz? Um, no, they don't. They don't understand. Uh, they're not football fans. They're businessmen. We're an asset. We're not a club. We're nothing to them. Yeah, we're a bit of real estate in London that is an appreciate anything you buy in London, be it a, a, a slum, is still going to go up in value. And the Emirates is always going to go up in value. Plus, they get an income from TV, from this, from that, from the other. Um, yeah, I can't root. For, I can't read any of these because these glasses are shit. Listen, Fergus, this is absolutely my favorite comment of the day. I think Mike Hers is a CIA agent hired by the Cronkies to divide and destroy the fan base. Oh, sorry, wrong universe. <laughs> Mikey, you've made it. Mikey, you've made it. You, you've been you've been waiting for this moment for years, and you finally made it. Man. Final thing before I go, because it was I was on last night, uh, yesterday morning. Felt like night. Um, I don't. I don't know yeah, when yeah, we did yeah. that podcast. I have no with, clue. With so many mics, yeah. A mic, there was a mic on before me. There's two mics on here, and the, uh, Max was on with Mike, Mike, and Mike at, at one point. Yeah, and then it was Max, Max, and Max. Um, <laughs> That's true. I, 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 I thought I'd keep the mic numbers up, and I've got a San Miguel. Yes, thank okay. you very much, <laughs> dude. Enjoy your evening. I hope oh, you get well your played, back. sir. Okay. Go, go go to guns and ribbons. Go go to guns and yellow ribbons on YouTube. Guns and ribbons on um on on Twitter. Watch something that like it's different. Will take the, it will take the onus off of how shit things are right now, and you know certain parts of it talk about how shits things were in the in the past. But like, just learn more about the club. This is the time to like to like strengthen your bond with the Arsenal. Um, and and there are more ways to strengthen or weaken your bond to the arsenal than just what's happening on the pitch at the moment. And uh, and Fergus, that was really one of the highlights of uh, uh, honestly the highlights of the twenty four hours. Was talking to you about that. So thank you very much. Uh, Appreciate it. I got to finish my beer and go to bed. Have a good one up the arse. Fuck the Spurs. Later, <laughs> All right, thank Thanks, you, Fergus. All right, so uh, so Mikey, um, I know I know how late it is where you are. It's 4 40 p.m. <laughs> it's so fast. No, you I'll be honest with you, Mike. It's 
my wife did a f fantastic job taking care of the children while I, I attempted to do the late, late night podcast with you guys. And then I passed out yesterday for literally when I got back home from work for eight straight hours, I woke up, had dinner and went back to sleep. So I don't, I don't want to spend a, another whole block because I'm not trying to get divorced right well, before well, my party night, baby. Look, look, I mean, like, like I, I would say to push it, except she's due in like three weeks, right? Yes, and yeah, and yeah. you live too far away, so I can't sleep on your couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, my couch is always open to you, but but yeah, that would be a long a long walk of shame to come over to my house right as your 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 newest Gooners podcast child is getting ready to be born. So, um, so yeah, you got You got to be a good uh, a good father, a good husband, and um, and so we're gonna bring in two people who are awful fathers and husbands. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. Um, hey right. guys, Mike, thank you so much. See you, Mike. Take see care, you later. later. All right, our final two open micers of the night. Thank you so much for waiting so long. We've got we've got Dean who spent a couple hours with us the other night. Oh, we've lost John. John was in the in the waiting room, and I guess he got sick of waiting. Uh, you know, unless he's at your house, Scott. After you met today, uh, no, he is not. <laughs> Did did he storm out of the pub angry and throwing stuff, and or did he get kicked out of the pub today? No, he was and we're uh, talking just about Miami sitting... John uh, three hundred five uh, three hundred five cast. No, it's really funny. Like I met him as I was walking into the pub today, and one of our other pals introduced me to him, and then you tweeted at me, "Hey, if you met John," I'm like yeah, fifteen minutes ago. Um, uh, no, he was just sitting outside at one of the cafe tables, you know, drinking away his sorrows, and was fairly mellow. Yeah, you know he, he tends to be like that. So, so I'm gonna give you a quick uh, a quick topic to talk about, and then uh, and then I'm gonna do something I should have done more often earlier in the podcast, which is uh, you know people take the piss out of Arsenal. I'm gonna actually have to take a piss. Um, Arteta had a press conference after the game, and yeah. um, and 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 I w when I get back, I'll play more of his quotes, and then we can talk about them. But this is the one that I like the most. Uh, and this is compliments of uh, of Chris Wheatley from Football.London and Kaya, uh, I, I think her name is Kaya Kagnak uh, as well. They, they were at the press conference. The one that I like the most, and I'd like to, you know, I'll, I'll just put this in front of you and then I'll be right back, is uh, is this one. So, um, so have your say and I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. So I guess that's kind of the first question is, I know a lot of people were trying to get the replay of the, the ball that Chambers cleared, whether it was over the line, whether it was not. When you look at that, Dean, we can jump over to you first. Did did you take exception to that or think that was a ball that was out of play and shouldn't have been counted? Or did you just say, you know what, that goal was coming and they, and they kind of deserved it? Were you asking me first? Yeah, if you want to jump oh. right in. Yeah, you know, it, it was kind of a, a cluster there for a second. Uh, White didn't clear it. Uh, uh, Chambers was trying to clear it. Like you said, it. They, I don't know if Fiar looked at it or not. It looked like it could have been close to being over the line. Did did they get a check or no? Do you know? I'm not sure. The only replay I saw him put on the screen was kind of down the goal line, and the goal was in the way. You couldn't really see the ball. So if that's the only view that they had, too, I, I don't see where you could possibly come in and make a call on it. But it, it was definitely close. Yeah, it could have gone either way. I, I mean, was it soft? I mean, maybe it was a, a series of errors, you know, like I said, from from the clearance originally, then Chambers trying to clear it, then trying to recover to to block the shot, not really closing out fast enough. So um, I don't know if you want to call it soft. I mean, 
same thing than even Leno getting beat near post. So <laughs> it was in, a in fairness, it was a good strike. It was, it was With a lot uh, of errors leading up, but it, he struck it well. He did, but you know, again, are, are we probably? You know, I was thinking at halftime. You know, we're better off if if uh, Chambers probably lets that one goes out and doesn't try to just swing wildly at it and concede mm-hmm. the corner. So, um, you know, it was a lot of a series of misfortunate events which led to their first goal, in my opinion. Yeah, that's going to be the subtitle of the All or Nothing series, I think. What was that? What was that movie? Isn't there something about like a series of unfortunate events? Like mm-hmm. there's some play or movie or something like that. Scott, you must know because you love the uh, the theater. <laughs> um. It's not. Uh, it's not coming. It's, it's no, it's a comedy series. Lemony Snickets. That's what it is. Oh, I am not really unfortunate events. But this should be called Amazon Snickets Arsenal. A, a series of unfortunate <laughs> events. That's. I, I'm. I'm getting that website and that and the, and I'm and I'm trademarking it. And you can all fuck yourselves because um, it's mine. So. Um, so what did I miss? What did I miss? <laughs> I know we were on, we were on that we were on that earlier, Mike. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 gonna wrap that up because no one needs to hear about Hamilton. So do we want to go to more quotes from Arteta and 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 we'll uh, we'll kind of pass it around the block. So, sure. So Dean's got the uh, the soft goal thing. Um, Scott Arteta on the performance. We're very disappointed to start the way we did the season. We didn't get the result we wanted or the performance we wanted. Um, that's like a lot of like. That's a lot of nothing right there, isn't it? You think? Well, it's pretty passive for the guy that's supposed to be, like, molding the performance that we wanted. Uh, You know, I think back to last season, and there were so many times where our attack looked either constipated or devoid of ideas. And I kind of had this thought that Arteta was going to go into the offseason, he was going to be watching video, he was, you know, like, like managers do, you know, go back into the last season and see what we can do better. And what I saw a lot of today is, hey, let's get the ball to the flanks and bang in crosses and hope we can eventually get a goal, which was, was the our, idea was last year. The, was, just, was Arteta just off the frame in that picture that Adu took him when he was on vacation? <laughs> or, or, or Somebody was or, holding or the was camera. Out of the frame of the, of the Lucas Torreira picture from Disney World or whatever the fuck he was like that he posted during the game today? Like, like was that where he was all, all summer, or was he in the room doing what you said he should be doing? Yeah, I don't know. You know, Arsene Wenger... Is the room where it happened? Uh, uh, no, uh, not the room where it happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, Arsene Wenger used to say that, like, I can structure the ball down the pitch. And once you get into the final third, it's on the talent of the individual players to make something happen. The problem is, if you're structuring the ball in the approximate direction of the corner flag every time, you're not leaving a lot of room for the talents of the individual players to take hold. And I was just so disappointed today. Like, I thought we would see more ideas from the club. And the other thing that bothered me today, and Clive Haller alluded to this after the first half yeah, on Twitter, talking about a presence, you know, that you, you can't really define it, but you know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. And it was very clear early in the match that Brentford were playing decisively. They had an idea and we were on our heels and hoping something would work. And you could really see in the way both teams are moving and in the body language that they recognized fairly early that we were vulnerable. 
And I'm sorry, but there's not one player on Brentford who would displace his counterpart in our lineup today. That should not be the case. Yeah, with the exception of maybe the strikers, since ours were out, I'm in agreement. I mean, it's one of those things you always say, you know, on paper, which team is better, but the game's not played on paper, and th- they dominated. And it and it's sad to see the point where the game should be played on paper. Like, like yeah. <laughs> I want the games played on paper from this point forward. I think. I mean, it couldn't hurt our chances. I mean, yeah, I, I, I have all this paper, and I and, and and no ability to handle what's actually happening on off of paper. Yeah, I wouldn't even say that they dominated. I mean, we still had most of the ball, and a lot of the game was played in their end. But it, when it came to those sort of like that decisive movement and that ability to make yourself dangerous as a team, they were doing with a far greater consistency than we did. And you could just really see in our body language that we were trying to like figure it out during the game where Brentford had a plan and either it was going to work or it wasn't, but they knew what they were trying to do. And they were playing faster than we were. And that's just really at this point in the Arteta project is, is upsetting. And I've been sort of, I've been one of the people, you know, I, I'm quite, you know, Arteta agnostic, if you will. You know, I haven't really taken much of a position on whether I think he's going to be here for a long time or, you know, if he should be sacked tomorrow. But the idea that he, that even with all the people we were missing today, that he couldn't have that squad better prepared to, to do better than they did today was really, really concerning. Yeah, let me ask you a question. Can, can, Dean, can you and Scott both, like, not stand up, but, like, like push yourselves up a little? Are you wearing the same exact shirt? Because I think we are. The Brisbane Ana from last year. Yeah, but they look a little different though. Like I'm, I'm seeing like the 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 sideways thing on Scott, mm-hmm. but then like I'm not seeing it in the same place from Dean. Like I, I'm just, I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. no, it's the same Bruce from two years ago. Yeah. We do this. We we bring people in in groups of what shirt that they're wearing, and and uh, and and had there been four people that were wearing like a, a checkered black and and red shirt or whatever that is. Um, we would have all we had invited all of them to join the Gunners podcast earlier in the podcast. So, so some other things that Arteta said, um, and you know, the under all of these are true except for one. I've made one of them up. Um, I'll, I'll let you guess which one that's going to be. Arteta on whether he's Arteta in or Arteta out. Uh, I'm trying to trust the process, but I'm wavering. Um, what do you think about that, Jared? I mean, he's a smart guy. If whether he's in or out, he's still getting paid the exact same amount of money. And I think a lot of us, if if we got told tomorrow you're fired from your job and you're on full pay for the next couple of years, we you couldn't open the door fast enough for me to get out of it. That's true. Uh, you know that that is actually true. I mean, there, there there's a thing about guaranteeing contracts, and and the one sport I think in in America at least that doesn't have guaranteed contracts is uh, American football. As a matter of fact. Strangely enough, because they have such a strong uh, uh, union, but uh, but they get paid so much up front with their contracts that the contracts don't end up mattering. Yeah, that's that's part of the negotiation now is whatever your contract is plus X amount guaranteed. So they yeah, kind of the guarantee part the only way. thing you can actually rely on. So Arteta mm-hmm. on the performance. This is true. We are very disappointed to start the way we did the season. We didn't get the result of the por- uh, we wanted or the performance we wanted. I think I put that up already. Uh, why was William not in the squad? He was not fit to play. Um, now, 
we've argued and discussed whether he really got fat or whether that was like a, a, a weight vest or not. But he's now he's now coming out to say he was not fit to play, and and dude didn't play any summer football, so that's an interesting one. Do you, I mean, there. All right, so let me just come right out and ask this, and I'm going to add John in as well because John John can talk, and John's one of our newest revelations of of uh, of, of recurring guests. I think we're going to get John Smythe uh, oh, right. from Lincolnshire. It's good to hey, see John. you again, twice in three days. Yeah, um, I can't get enough of this, you know. Or twice in two days. I have no clue what this week was. I bet Jared's thinking, oh, not him again. <laughs> so, not at all. Glad so, to see you back on. So, um, um, so yeah. So, so William not in the squad. Laba Nakazet not in the squad. Laba Laba Nakazet. A hybrid. Said. Yes. Uh, and I'm just going to leave it there. I'm not going to correct myself. Laba Nakazet. Um, and then uh, Runnerson. All ill. Not COVID, not COVID precautions, not isolation, not any of that, just ill. We know that Arsenal lies their ass off when it comes to the like reasons people miss his games. They've done it with Mesut Ozil. They did it with Aubameyang. Last, I mean, like, look, Aubameyang did have um, malaria. 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 Year, but, right. But I don't think he had malaria the, the, the moment he was late for the North London Derby. I think he was actually held out for a couple games after that or whatever the time frame was that he like wasn't in the lineup because of disciplinary reason. Arsenal would not just say we're freezing this guy out for reasons that are football, you know, footballing or, or, or disciplinary as opposed to illness. They will always give the person the excuse to save face. John, do you think, um, I mean, are Aubameyang, Runnerson and Lacazette all sick? Well, it's a bit of a coincidence, isn't it? Uh, I don't know if there's going to... Unless they were all uh, making out the night before the game and they all... Well, yeah, they've obviously been kissing each other and been spreading something about and they herpes or something. But um, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if there's a rift developing a bit like the Unai Emery um, situation a few years ago when they kind of all revolted against the manager. I don't know if it's uh, like a... What do they call it? A a coup or something. Is it a coup? I don't know if that's right. That's the one. I knew it was something really posh. It's um, a coup de gras yeah. when it works out in your favor. It's a coup d'etat when it does not. Yeah, I, it was a bit odd. I mean, to be fair, I was quite excited when I saw the lineup and saw Balogun and uh, Martinelli up front. I thought this could actually play out quite well. Um, but they were a little bit anonymous, weren't they, tonight? I mean, um, Martinelli could have had that header. I mean, he, he popped one like that, didn't he, against Notts Forest in the Carabao Cup a few years ago. And he, mm-hmm. he was way, way off target. Um, it was just, it was just a shower. I'm so shit, excited to see those guys, and 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 now I'm really afraid for the fact that we may not see them again for another six months. That's true. Yeah, they, they, literally, William could suddenly get fit next week, and we'll see him against Chelsea. Over, I mean, if Aubameyang and and and, and Lacazette are not fit or healthy enough to make our team next season or next week, then fine. Uh, William's lost interest, hasn't he? Uh, I think I was watching an interview some on um, Twitter earlier where someone was interviewing Arteta and basically William, whatever ideas William had when he came to Arsenal, he, he hasn't realised them. And I think he's just thought, you know, fuck it. I'm allowed to say that. I probably am. It's yeah, one o'clock. Cool. Absolutely. I mean, now, now that you don't have an eleven-year-old sitting next to you, you can say that all you want. <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah, and to be fair, you did use the C bomb yesterday, so uh, I'm all right with that. To be fair, I did. I yeah. did. Someone else said that in front of him. No, you did. You called um, Dana. You said uh, I think he's a C. 
Uh, in jest, uh, of course, you don't obviously really mean. Well, you know that, what? You know, you know, Max, lovely Max is is uh, growing up fast for reasons both good and 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 absolutely awful. So, uh, so yeah, he, he, if he doesn't know what a C is at this point, then I then I guess he's he's got bigger problems to worry about, unfortunately. Yeah, well, that's true. But I mean, I, I you know, when we spoke yesterday, when I was with Max, and I said, you know, <laughs> Leno concerns me; he just doesn't fill me with any confidence. Well, that has just worse than 10 times over after tonight. I mean, he is just, he, other than being able to stop the odd shot, I just don't think he can do anything else the goalkeeper's supposed to in the modern game. I mean, he can't deal with any crosses. What the hell? Well, he, I know people he has to think about it, the better, I think. Yeah, well, that's time that, he has to react, the better. That second goal, people are saying, oh, it was a foul on Leno. Because, well, to be fair, that, that player that was on him, did seem to entangle his arms, but I mean, what what are you doing stood there in the first place? You don't need to be on your near post for a long throw. Let your bloody guy on the post deal with that, and then you're in the middle of the goal. If you know anything else comes off it, he kind of got himself in this that in that kind of situation by his own poor decision making, in my opinion. And you know, everybody was going, "Oh yeah, the first goal, it was so hard. He didn't, he couldn't have possibly stopped it." Well, I, I think he could have done actually. I just think his positioning's off, and I, I just I'm really not beginning to rate him as a keeper anymore and I think that he's actually losing interest in being at Arsenal and I think that that reflects to his performances on the pitch well, but you know we're really in a bad predicament goalkeeper wise because we've got no other good alternatives for a while that, 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 that yeah. he's kind of, his mind is elsewhere um, you know, I, I mean I was, I was saying yesterday one I didn't want Aaron Ramsdale I think I called him Aaron Ramsey early but that's because I've had a couple of years you know yeah. Um but I mean, to be fair, Aaron Ramsey would probably do a better goal in jo uh, goal at the moment, wouldn't he? Um, but Aaron, you know, now I'm suddenly thinking actually, what we got? You know, Leno, Leno's not interested. We need, we need somebody decent at the back. I just Leno to me, you never hear him like when Emmy Martinez used to play in goal. You could bloody hear him on the telly shouting at his defenders. You don't hear did out from. The, did you watch the Copa? Did you watch the Copa America with that with that massive shootout that he had? I mean, like, look, oh that yeah, was... when he saved about three penalties. Yes, but but not just the, not just the presence of mind to save the penalties, but his 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 verbal and 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 um, what is what is it called, uh, John? Like like the, the the game face, the game that he came to in that in that moment, the presence. Um, yeah, I mean, I have always pushed back against the situation that we sold the wrong keeper because there was no one offering any money for John. Well, you'll know that, yeah. Uh, bad decision making by uh, Arteta, wasn't it? But I mean, like Leno can't deal with crosses. I mean, if you look at the Brentford keeper tonight, he, he dominated his whole area, didn't he? He was coming out, running out, grabbing the crosses, plucking everything out of the air. We didn't get anything near anything really airily. You know, it balls into the box. He he kind of owned that box, but Leno doesn't do that, and and he's crap with his feet as well. He, every time like the ball goes back to him, I'm like this, you know. I'm thinking, oh, what's he gonna do? Is it? Yeah, and then you get the bread back in, you know, in 2018. The Brentford fans obviously sussed him out because they were all jeering him as soon as the ball bent, went back to him. You know, is what's he going to do? And it's like, you just, your heart's in your mouth. But like I say, I like Matty Ryan last season. I know he wasn't with us very long, but when he did actually fill in a few times for Leno, I, I thought he was half decent. And he uh, he didn't fill me with dread like Leno does. Uh, and I do think that we need to find a serious replacement for Leno because I, I just think his time's done now. I just don't rate him at all. I'm not saying he's the only uh, negative factor within the team tonight, but he, he certainly got a lot of questions to answer for me after tonight. Uh, I agree. I'm sorry, but go ahead. Jay. Before we go on further with Leno, let's welcome in other John. Welcome uh, to the, yeah, the yeah, pod. Yeah. And also welcome oh, to the Midwest. 
Lovely to oh, have and you. A, and he's a J-O-N Thank like you. me. He's a Thank proper you. I appreciate it. So we got we got Lincolnshire John, and then we've got Miami Chicago John, yeah. um, oh. and, uh, and 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 he's not at Crate and Barrel anymore. So uh, not at Crate and Barrel. I'm hearing no. this isn't going to turn into a, really kind of taken over the latter half of the podcast. America thing, is it? Sorry, John. What'd you say? I said this isn't going to turn into an England versus America thing. Who's who's oh, the no, best? No, 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 no. I feel like I feel like we, we, feel like we, we win given just the sheer numbers right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not at all. So John, um, let's let's keep uh, let's keep going with Leno because, like, look, I mean, you know, Andy. Which John? Uh, I'm talking. I'm I'm talking to Chicago John now. Soon to oh, be three one two John. Yeah, three one two three one two John. The yeah. Leno the Leno situation. Uh, I've been poking fun at every. I mean, every time Leno does something right, I say that Emmy wouldn't have done it. Every time he does something wrong, I say, you know, Emmy would have done it. Like, like I just because I'm just a troll, basically. Um, but <laughs> Got at, it. This, yes. at this point, do you have serious concern? I mean, let's 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 stop comparing him to Emmy and let's start just looking at our own situation where we have yes, literally yes, him and a bunch of academy players, and for, for not even comparing him to to Emmy Martinez, who's I think showing now to be the better keeper. I think that even independent of, of comparing the two, we have concerns right now. And the fact that our second keeper wasn't even on the bench right now, it was Hines that was on the bench, is extremely concerning because now that means that it's 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 Leno. Either he does it or our first choice backup keeper isn't even a consideration, which is very, very concerning. So, mm-hmm. you know, when, when Ronison like, was like Ill, you said, he was ill. No, he he was ill. Aubameyang was ill. Lacazette was ill. Everyone was ill, and that's like my tinfoil hat. Like, how ill were were they actually? Like, well, uh, we had Runnerson, Lacazette, and Willian all rumored to be leaving. That's kind of open that they're on the market. Yeah, and Aubameyang too. That do we think we're trying to move both Lacazette and Aubameyang this window? Does anybody think that's a possibility? Right. Different different goalposts, but I will agree. Uh, let, moving just really quick, just really quick, say answer. I I'm, I'm very concerned about Leno. I don't think that he – I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a mentality. If he's out the door or if he's just not interested anymore, he doesn't believe in what we're doing or he's just lost it and that like they're – I don't know. I don't know. So – but but when you look at – when you look at kind of like these these kind of more, quote, experienced players and what seems to be uh, at least like the, the like a reflection of an exodus, it, it's concerning what's going on behind the scenes. And, and you're thinking right now like, let me put my tinfoil hat on for a second. Why why is Aubameyang and, and Lacazette ill? All both of them at the same time. Either they're actually ill or they're they're like trying to distance themselves for what they know was gonna happen today. And and I, I hope that's not the case, but it's hard. It, what what else? What else? I hope can they you, physically distance themselves from the club pretty soon. I mean, what else can you glean from what we did today? How well, you just... I have another theory on this, and I wonder if they've done it quite deliberately to send the team out to the slaughter, if you know what I mean, to make a point that actually they won't get anywhere without them being kind of like the main kind of players or senior players within the team. I don't know if they've like, done like it. Like, like Arteta doing this to wake up Josh Kroenke? I don't know. <laughs> well, no, like, not, well, I see what you're saying, John. So you're saying like, so you're saying like, basically, they're like, we know you guys are going to lose without us and let's go show you. Yeah, they're they're like we're we're your best players, and you know we'll. This is what will happen if, uh, you know, um, if we're not on the so, pitch, kind of thing. 
Oh, I'd like to think that's so, not so true. In theory, then, in, theory then, in theory, then they need to start against Chelsea and they're going to win, right? Well, well, <laughs> you know, I, well, I hope so. I'm going that much. If, if it's the players basically saying, "Oh, I'm not so, I'm not so, I'm not feeling so well. I'm not going to play this first game because I want you to suck without us." They only have to look back at Boxing Day last year against Chelsea to understand that that could really blow up in your goddamn face really badly. Yeah, and I that that's why I wouldn't think that that's the situation. What I thought you were saying was Arteta was holding those guys out under the guise of illness, that's what I was saying. so that they could show so so that he could say to management, like, "Look, we got." we have a tough start to the season. We have three weeks until the, I mean, for, for the, the rules have changed back again so that now we have three weeks to see how we do at the beginning of the season before we have to shut down transfers year or two ago. That wasn't the case anymore. And uh, you know, it's, it's the man, uh, man United a two situation again, where we're like, uh, you know, do we need to start off so bad that we bring in reinforcements rather than, you know, being a little bit worried that we actually started off too strong and we're never going to see another good player to sign for us again. What happened to Jared? Jared left. Son he said, screw this. We just signed him uh, on, a, on a permanent contract to the, to the, uh, to, to the, to the thing. And now he's gone. No. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I thought you were saying like, maybe this was a, a push to, to, to make us start a little bit weaker Dean uh, in the, in the year. So that the Cronkies would be like, you know what, that fifty million we spent on 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 Ben White and Lakanga and and maybe being a little relaxed about not having to sell our Deadwood for for money, maybe we really need to rethink that. And we're going to end up with a week three of the season heading to the end of August, panic stations again. I mean, that would be a really bold strategy of him to to keep out two of our most expensive players and. And you know, somewhat leaders of the team to to make a statement to what I think all of us fans kind of believe are a leadership and or ownership group that kind of aren't that interested in the team. Uh, my theory when I first saw it was that uh, Emmy Martinez was our team chef last night and food poisoned uh, some of the lads. So you know, there's a lot of theories out there. I wouldn't hold them past them, um, but it, you know, I, I would really hope that you know it wouldn't take something like that to to, you know, wake up the the leadership of, of the team, the executives and the owners and, and say, hey, this is where we're at. We need more help. We need more money. I was promised, you know, backing from the team as a manager. Um, where is it at? You know, uh, we, we have one center back um, and that's pretty much all we have. We have two uh, backup guys who, who both played today. Uh, Lankongo looked pretty good, but again, nobody expected him to start week one when we signed him. Uh, Tavares came in out of position to to back up uh, Chambers. And, you know, again, right back is just an absolute mess if he's our second well, John, option. John, uh, John Smythe. Smythe or Smith? You said it's supposed to be Smythe. You know it's Smythe. I told you yesterday. I know, I know. Well, yeah, but I, I'm <laughs> sorry, John. I was tired. Oh, Smythe, were you? Right? Smythe? I know you were. I'll let you off then. All right. Um, John S. John S. John S. The, um, the the inclusion of Nuno uh, of Noon to Vaj uh, when Bellerin's on the bench, right? I mean, Bellerin was in the uh, it was in the squad, so mm. so they they bring in the brand new guy from Benfica who's mostly a left back and he's played a couple of games at right back in his career over Hector Bellerin in that situation. Um, 
what what does that tell you? I mean, like like it, we know Ooh. how much Arteta loves Hector Bellerin. Like they 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 they've, mm -hmm. I think they've they've resided together over small periods of times. Like he's let him. Or, or, there's a connection there, but like. Is he? I mean, why even include him in the squad if you're not going to put him in over over a converted left back that's playing right back? Suarez didn't get in, Bellerin didn't get in, Nuno. Got I don't, in. You know, I I don't mind Cullen Chambers, but I didn't think he was very good tonight either. No, he, was I, I he was awful. He was terrible. Uh, he was getting done every he time, and then the he like trying to push people over. And I mean. Cedric, I mean, I, I don't know why everybody has such an issue with Cedric because I don't, I don't think he's he's that bad. I, he's a natural right back, isn't he? That's his position. I don't either. We, but, but but what I'm asking you is, what what does it say that 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 the subs the sub for Chambers, who you wouldn't necessarily think would be get subbed out, except he really did kind of have a poor game. Bellerin's on the bench that could take it that, that can go in for him, but they put Nuno Tavaj in and said instead of either Cedric or Bellerin. What I mean, is that a sign that those guys are gone? Well, I'd like to think Bellerin's gone. You know my opinion on him. I just I, he is terrible. And he would have just made matters worse tonight. I could, I could see it. So I don't know. I don't know these days what his rationale was behind that, but uh, so I think Cedric should be playing that position. Uh, I, when I've seen him play, I've I thought he's been all right, and I know he's had to play left back sometimes as well, hasn't he? And and he's done all right. I don't think he's made any massive howlers, not that I can remember. He, he, he made a massive howler at left back, and we have not seen him again. Like like he might be back. He might have, probably, He ain't giving away bloody nine foul throws like bloody Bellerin last season. Well, no, though, no. no. I, I, he might have passed away in April, actually, uh, Cedric. For all I know, I mean, like, like, like well, I have not even. He's a Portuguese international. I mean, he's, he should be half decent. I mean, he wouldn't be a Portuguese international. Would he? Wouldn't get in the Portugal team if he wasn't if he didn't have some kind of ability in that position? Surely. So he must have done something to Arteta's wife then. Well, that's yeah, he's, yeah, maybe. I don't know that's, what's going where, on. That's where you've always got to, you know, you've always got to go when you see those situations. Him, Aubameyang, and Lacazette all at the same time. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, look, I liked the lineup when I saw it at the beginning of the game. I, I, I thought it was a, an opportunity for Arteta to not have to make tough decisions, and, and that, that isn't a, a great statement on Arteta that, that, that when things are forced on him, he might actually succeed in this situation. It did not pan out. So I, I, you know, where do we go from here? Because um, this, this had every feeling like it could be a boxing day last year game where, where some things outside of his control, uh, just like, like John yawning on our podcast live, um, you know, John, uh, you know, three or five, John, um, I think, I thought today could potentially go one way or the other. And it was going to be, Everyone's saying we didn't have all the players that we needed, or oh my god, we got this young, we got these young players. Now Arteta's going to play them. Well, next uh, week Chelsea, we're we're going to see Willian, we're going to see Lacazette, we're going to see Aubameyang, we're going to see, um, we're probably going to see Bellerin. We're probably, I mean, it's it's we're just back again, aren't we? What about could it have been a case that the manager's so inexperienced that he just underestimated Brentford? I think that's what it is. I think that he sat there and thought this team can beat this newly relegated side, and we could rest all our main players because we got Chelsea and then City, and then well, uh, who do we have up next? Uh, Norwich, and then 
Burnley. Uh, and then Sp- Burn- Burnley and then Spurs. Well, so he's yeah, like, we, we got some- and West Brom in a cup game that I'm not 100 yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, So he's won. like, look, we, you know, this game is, you know, this is this is a good enough team. These youngsters are good enough. We could just we could just rest our main players. It doesn't really, you know, starting off strong isn't really important. Like I clearly, I think that he thought that this was enough to beat the side, and that uh, and that he was going to rest. And I think that's mo- the most likely scenario. I don't think Obama. Then that's a problem, though. Then because it is a problem. I think it shows his inexperience. I think it shows. I mean, I have less experience than Arteta. You have less experience than Arteta, John. Both of you, Dean. (laughs) We all have less experience than Arteta, but none of us, none of us expect. I mean, look. I I will say during during the twenty. None of us underestimated Brentford. A lot of people during the 24-hour podcast, including some of the most people, some of the most negative people about uh, Arteta, including uh, Dan Potts and and Sophie and 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 I mean some of the people who who just do not believe he knows what he's doing, they all picked wins over over Brentford. I said it was going to oh, be one because I'm like this is a trap game if I've ever seen one. And I think and we were just we were just, how can Arteta not recognize that? I don't know. I don't know if we were like you could. You could have con- uh, convinced yourself of a loss today, but of just like the last. I did. I bet on it. I actually. Be- I'm the- sorry. I bet on Brentford because be- not. Uh, I I don't mind losing a bet. That's the thing. I don't mind losing a bet. Yeah, it, it's a it, consolation it, prize. But I'm like, you know what? I don't feel confident about this. So I put like a, a like twenty five dollars or something on Brentford to win, and I'm like, you know, it, it, I guess I, I I should I should hate doing that because I hate. For the same reason I hate people playing fantasy Premier League and rooting for like David Raya as their starting goaltender. Right, right, right. Oh, oh, at least he had a clean sheet today against us. But like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't see, I didn't see today going well. There's at all. one, there's one thing to to say like, hey, look, you know, there's a, there's a chance that that Brentford could win today, and there's another one where you're like ha- the, the manner in which you lose, right? Those are two different things. So you could say, look, we're going to struggle. Brentford, Brentford are not a bad side. They were newly promoted, and they were going to come out and do exactly what they did that's been successful against teams. And you have to do well against a team like that because they had nothing to lose coming into the Premier League the first game of the season. But but to, to the way that we lost, the way that we didn't even create anything is different, okay? They, they were open. They were expansive. We we were talking about this on your on your podcast. We said they were knew they were going to come out and be expansive. That we were going to have some good possession. That we were going to have some opportunities to create, and and that we needed to take advantage of that. And then when we go into it, and we actually have nothing, especially in the second half. I think we had sixty percent possession or something around there, and 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 almost no 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 significant chances created. So the, the way that in which we came into this game. The way in which we executed our game plan and that didn't create anything, we didn't even really trouble them very much. I mean, his their keeper had some worldy saves, so there were some good opportunities for us. But and he's a keeper that you know, we've known as Premier League quality for a long time, and we were linked with very, him last exactly. Season. Exactly, we knew him, this guy him, is not bad. I mean, like I, I know this guy didn't score today, but between between Tony and and Raya, I mean, those are the, you you could have two of eleven guys if they stay healthy throughout the entire season keep the team up and i and that's exactly what i see happening with these guys yeah and you, look, uh, and you look at players and you look at players that need to make an impact today like balligan who's getting his first premier league start and you could say yeah look look it's his first start blah 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 but you need to you when you get an opportunity like that you need to take advantage of it and i could see he was trying it's just the quality he's not there yet he's not there yeah. yet and and 
and and it's concerning that how are we going to over how are we going to compensate for that? It's clear right now if he can't do it against uh, against Brentford, who are, who are, I don't want to make it like an insult because they're not a bad side. There's no way he's going to do it against Chelsea. There's no way he's going to do it against City. There's no way he's going to do it against Spurs. It's just not going to happen. But addition by Chelsea subtraction. Side. Addition by subtraction was enough to 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 save our season last year from being a yes literal thirteenth place finished into being an eighth. And if exactly. You want to, you know, you can consider that what you want to consider it. Addition by subtraction help that. Addition by subtraction is over. We do have Deadwood, but 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 the Deadwood being cleared out is not going to suddenly make the remaining players play better. I did honestly believe that it would last January, and it did, because we had some. We had. We, I, I, I'm about to use a word that I really don't want to use. We had. We had some problems in the dressing problems. room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but- you say that though, but you know, if you've got those negative individuals within the pack, you don't know what they're saying to the other lot, do you? The influence well, who do you think of those guys right now, then? You what? Who do you think those guys are at this moment that are still potentially poisoning the the well? Well, you know, I I, I think it's I, Bellerin don't want to be there, and we don't want him there, and that's for that's for sure in my mind. And I mean, I was trying to um, stand up for Jackie yesterday, but. On reflection, after what after watching our little chat back yesterday, I, I think that you're probably right about him. I, I I don't know. I just get the feeling like he's the instigator of a lot of these problems, Jacker. Uh, and I, I just think he's a little bit big for his boots, and he thinks he's bigger than the club. The ones who have um, the more the the ones who have the ability to be more positively influential over their teammates are also well, the ones who have the ability to be more negatively influential. Well, I, I think. I think Aubameyang's a bit like that now. You know, after he got the big contract, after we won the FA Cup. And I wonder if that's why he's... And obviously, he's best mates with Lacazette, isn't he? So, they're obviously having closed-door conversations about, oh, let's do this, let's do that, in in my mind. And, you know, they're kind of like ruling the roost again. You know, they're not getting what they want or they're not playing how they want to play. So, they have these little bloody tantrums and then affect the whole kind of balance of the team. It was... What what French Gunnar on the chat said... That Aubameyang's like swag swagging two hours late to the North London derby. Like, who the hell? Like, that 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 kind of mentality is something that's going to cost us points. Like, that's not acceptable. That's not acceptable. It wasn't it wasn't back then? And, and and do you change in that 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 much time? I remember all this. There was like this this concern about his behavior at at Dortmund, right? And we were going, no, look, he seems to be this this really influential, positive player. I possibly we're starting to see that other side of him where he's not buying into what we're doing here. And it's, it's kind of almost like a, it's collapsing in on itself. And I'm Mm. wondering how, how detrimental he is in that locker room right now. Yeah. And I'm wondering how much of that played into his, not his, uh, his not being selected today. I know a few people who are not thrilled with Aubameyang for being late to the North London Derby. Uh, I know none of them would, would ever like come into a podcast chat and be amazing people. But uh, but yeah no we have someone it, it, it's how do you I can't believe let's be real I can't believe that we're gonna be in a situation where we have rats in the locker room again and they're the guys you, that like weren't the rats than the one we had the last rats yeah how do you show up late to a North London derby how do you do that like let's just say how do you oh like, I'm 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 with you and I'm with Soph on that 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 was that. I, I, I fully backed Aubameyang to come back from his dry spell last year, and I and I empathized with him. Well, no, I guess the word would be sympathized with him because I have not had 
uh, malaria, so I can't empathize. I sympathize with him on that, and I know that he's had family issues. Um, but but you know there have been some things that, that that have really bothered me on a different level, and one of them is being late for the North London Derby. And and um, and and right now we have you know Sos in the chat um, appreciating the fact that we're just we're 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 putting a lot of money into the bin of people where, where we're not supposed to be talking about that anymore. But like. We, we, there, there is a potential that we have another growing faction within the club of people that are not happy. And, and, and I just, the chemistry of the club is, is, is important to me. It always has been. And, and I think that everything that we gained from getting rid of four or five people in, the, in January last year, we have the potential of that happening again. And you know what? Instead of blaming those individuals individually, I'm going to, at this point, if it happens again, I think the blame for that has to go on Arteta. I think the chemistry is is what, you know, the big thing is the game today, right? So Brentford looked like a team. They looked gelled. I don't know how much turnover they had over the summer. I don't think it was a lot. I think it was pretty much the team they had that went up that that they started today. And, you know, you could look and say that it was the injuries and, and the lack of players we had. So we had a lot of squad rotation today. But we were just so just disjointed and, and weren't a team. And that's my biggest concern going forward is I think last year uh, Arteta only had the same lineup like twice. We had like something like 30 some or 40 some different lineups last season. It was, it was almost like we never had the same team back to back weeks. And we're, we're already looking into something like that this year to where we need a consistent 11. We don't have the depth that we had last year and we just don't have those players to, to gel and, and come together. So I, you know, going forward and, and going into the next weeks, you know, Balgan's not going to get a sniff again because some of those players are going to come back, but Martinelli definitely needs to be in the, in the game and, and make an impact. Sock is going to be in there. Smith Rowe party when he gets healthy. Um, you know, we need the same consistent, you know, 11 to, to 14, 15 guys week in and week out, barring injuries and things like that, to get some consistency. And we just don't have it. We just don't have the chemistry. Whether that goes back into the locker room thing and that factions that are splitting up, that probably goes into it. But there's definitely something going on with, with Arteta and trying to build consistently, consistency within the team and, and chemistry be, with the players. And I think that's why we're trying to see some of these players like, um, Cedric and, and Bellerin and guys like that not getting run um, because we're already rotating as much as we are. So it's it's concerning going forward for me as well. Not only are Arsenal rotating, but John is rotating from himself to a dog. Um, so, <laughs> so we're gonna let John go and 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 I gotta uh, go. Hey, John. John. Hey, it was always it's always good, man. It's always good. Nice to meet you, John. So. Great name. Yeah. Like, likewise, Dean. <laughs> hey, it was good seeing you again, Dean. Yeah. Likewise. Dean? Yeah, we'll catch up next time. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Mike, thanks for having me on, man. Oh, always good to see you, John. Uh, enjoy Chicago. All right, so so we're gonna we're gonna finish this off. I just I just want to get through the rest of the Arteta comments, and uh, and then we'll be done. Um, you know, I, I I said this would be about an hour. It's it's going on two and a half hours. I tend to do that with podcasts. So we're gonna. I don't have anything to give away though in this podcast uh, at this point. So um, so hopefully you'll sadness and depression. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna. We're, I'll I'll call you and I'll try to talk you through the next few days of your life. That's all I have to give away. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about the the rest of the comments from Arteta, and then we'll we'll close this out. So 
Arteta, the fans, thank them for the support they have given to the team and for the traveling fans who were here. Uh, after that, apologies for the result. We know we have to improve. We have two big games coming right now. We need different performance to get a re- different result. Now, look, I, I don't know what else you can really say, but but I have to say in my current mentality of, of being a little intoxicated and, and having an Arsenal fan for 32 years, this sounds exactly like Arsene Wenger. And not the good Arsene Wenger, the 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 grasping at straws Arsene Wenger. So you know the and I'll follow it up before I go to you guys. Does this create more urgency in the transfer market? Now look, transfer market is a is a is a it's a buy sell situation. It's it it is a it isn't a vacuum where you just go. It's not a garage sale. I talked about garage sales. It is not a garage sale where you go and you show up and everything's for sale. And if you buy it first, you get it. It, it is a competitive environment. It is a supply and demand situation. So, yes, you got to be careful about what you say in the transfer market. But does this game create more urgency in the transfer market? My focus is on is the players that we have, trying to make them play as best as possible, get the best out of the team and find a way to win. We'll re-evate, uh, will you re-evate, uh, re-evaluate transfer plans after this performance? No. We're clear about what we wanted to do, what our strengths are, and what we need to improve. Today shows anything different from what we've seen um all right if you say yeah today's result causes us to have to really think things through and go into the transfer market then every single player you inquire with about is going to be double the price so i don't blame him for saying what he's saying but like just the general concept dean of like like like, are these press conferences telling us anything anymore are you feeling like this kind of dead inside feeling from, from from Arteta with the way he answers his questions? Yeah, I think it's just coach speak and, and, you know, being an American sports fan and seeing the kind of interviews that guys have to give, you know, it's just a very generic company line answers. And, and honestly, the only thing I, I like about the answer was him saying that it doesn't change what we've been doing because, you know, being, almost a month and a half into the transfer window and, and having you know a couple weeks left if one game changes it then we have a problem um you know just because of one result regardless on if it's the players are going to cost more than that that means you have no clue what you're doing and and you just want to see the team go out there and get a result and say oh okay well that's what we need to do so i mean i'm glad that they they have an idea and they have and i think we know he he has a profile player he wants um and you know an age profile and, and probably to certain positions um but Gene what, do, Gene what do you think that age profile and those players are i think it's younger so i think it's you know 21 to 24 um i think personally that we are a rebuilding project right now you know we're, we're looking for these younger players to to build something on that's why we've gotten white lakanga uh Tavares, players like that. We are linked with Odegaard, who's, you know, 22, 23. Um, we're starting a lot of kids, you know, minus the the couple of, of starters, you know, Alba, Laka, who a lot of people want rotated out. You know, we could potentially be a pretty young team, uh, minus, you know, like Party Jaka and, and players like that. Tierney's only, what, 24, 25. So, um, you know, we're, we're – a rebuilding project in my in my opinion and it's going to take a couple years of, of those players and then once we get to 
those basic foundations and have those guys coming into their prime to their you know early to mid 20s then you can go out and buy the piece here and piece there that might make the difference and, and might push you up a couple spots but right now i think arteta has an idea of what he wants i don't know if if he's been given some kind of you know back of and vote of confidence from the Cronkies saying, hey, unless it's really, really bad and we're like in relegation zone, we're going to give you this project two to three years or whatever it is, but it's going to be a slow, slow thing. And, and we're going to have to build, you know, window after window and slowly get to where we want to be. Um, if it goes really bad, then I think that's when we're going to see pressure from the fans, which will probably then make uh, uh, ownership, maybe make a decision sooner than they want. But I think, you know, we're looking at something like a Solshire at United where they really don't, you know, I have a couple of friends that are United fans. They really don't rate him that much, but he's gotten results. He's built it, you know, year after year. And he's lasted like three or four years now where most of them thought he was going to be sat, you know, a year, 18 months in. Well, so, and, and, and he's driving, he's driving a Lambo that like people keep like, like if the Lambo, if he's not driving it well, the garage will make the Lambo perform better. Whereas Arteta is driving like a like a you know a Honda Accord, and no one's mm. out there to make the I'm Honda. Spending a lot more yet. money. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're putting a lot more money. Yeah, and 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 United, you know, I mean, the, the the Ole thing is a fascinating thing because yeah, I mean, we wanted Ole at the wheel as long as possible because he was driving them into the ground just like uh, Van Gaal did and just like um, uh, Mourinho started to, but. Um, they'll just keep throwing money at the, at the problem and making him look better. We're not going to get to do that. So um, the, the, the last piece, John, and then we're going we're gonna to end here, on what's being done to address problems in the final third. I don't think that's tonight's game. Tonight's game is the game to analyze, given the circumstances we have on the day. No excuses is my added words, because he, he started off and on the pitch – his his comments were there's no excuses don't don't tell me who we were missing today we were not good enough today and then he goes yeah. and says this in the in the in the in the you know the inside press conference this is not the game to analyze given the circumstances we had on the day well um, he's basically saying he's had to put out a makeshift team and that's not the 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 normal team he would put out on a on a weekly basis, I suppose he's making reference to the absence of Aubameyang and Lacazette, isn't he? But 20 minutes earlier, don't say that, like, I don't want to have excuses for how we perform. And then and then 20 minutes later, you go into the, diff, you know, the but different those, environment. Those, play, those players should, I mean, those players should be able to fill the void. I mean, look at Man City. I mean, they could put out two teams that would give us a whipping, couldn't they, based on who they've got on their bench and that. I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, you look at Pepe. I mean, I still can't make my mind up about Pepe. Sometimes I think he's half decent. But tonight, he just like, he gets the ball on the on the wing and then he does like a little bit of a dance around a few step overs and then the ball goes backwards. He never seems to make any progress, does he? And there was hardly any decent balls into the box tonight. All the passing was crap. You know, it was either too short or over it. Even Tierney seemed to be struggling to get his, uh, you know, um, beat his man and get the ball into the box at, at some points during the match, which is unlike him. Although, to be fair, him and obviously Smith Rowe did play pretty well. But I don't know. He, he, Smith Rowe was doing the lot, all the running, but they, they just couldn't seem to find the gaps to, you know, put it through to somebody to stick it in the back of the net. And it's a concern. It's like I said yesterday, you know, a couple of years ago, we couldn't stop scoring goals, but then we couldn't stop letting them in. Now it's, now we, well, I thought we'd stop letting them in. 
we can't bloody score them. I mean, I don't know what's happening. I mean, I mean, I, right I now we have the worst. We have the worst. We had the third best defense in the in the Premier League last season. Right now we have the worst defense in the Premier League this season. Yeah, we've only played one game, that though, haven't we? Oh well, well, okay. Well, you don't have to like you know point that out. Um, <laughs> we're bottom of the league, by the way. We're, we're yeah, relegation yeah, we, zone yeah. right now. We're, we're in the relegation zone right now. Uh, yeah, we, have know, big, yeah. we have a big six pointer against Chelsea next season, next week. Um, all right. So, uh, 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 any final words? We're, we're gonna, yeah. We're, listen, we're I just put. I booked um, tickets that you know I said about. Yeah, oh, my, yeah, you're gonna be there next week. week. You're gonna be there next week. Well, yeah, I am, but I also booked tickets for the Norwich, Norwich. match because, you know, I said my father-in-law's a big um, Norwich City fan and we were going to take him last season, but uh, they got cancelled because of COVID. Then they got relegated. Well, he's now taking the piss. He thinks we're the ripping boys. I've had it left, right and centre tonight from, you know, fellow, you know, even a lad from Luton who supports Luton Town was saying, are oh, you, we are, you give, are you giving it back or are you a little worried that, like, like you need to actually accept this from him? I don't know. I, I, I still think, well, I'm not going to say we'll... I'm not going to say it because I'll bloody jinx it, won't I? I'm, I'm just going to remain hopeful that this what is just could, a... What, what could make you think, if we can't beat Brentford, that, 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 that we're going to walk all over Norwich? I mean, I we'll... just... For, well, I, we'll be on our home ground, won't we? So we'll have a big crowd behind us, hopefully. I, I think that, that worked Brentford, out well last year. Brentford were like in the honeymoon period tonight, weren't they? They were full of excitement, couldn't wait to get the leg over because, you know, they're newly married and all that. But once they've settled down, and I think they'll, you know, they, they had a lot of adrenaline running through their system and obviously they wanted to prove a point tonight. And unfortunately, we didn't step up and counter that. But I, I, but I don't know. I, I, I mean, we had this with Sheffield United, didn't we? When they got promoted, they were like, pretty decent you know in their first season in the uh, Premier League and then um, it soon dwindled away and then uh, down they went so it's one game in it we've just got to try New and remain positive newly promoted clubs are always fascinating to watch in the Premier League because there's a really yeah. there's a couple of different types of newly pr promoted clubs there's newly promoted clubs that have Premier League players on them already there's newly promoted clubs who go and then buy a bunch of Premier League players like Fulham did a couple of years ago and they went right back down they brought like Jean Michel Sherry, uh, Sherry. Mm -hmm. They got, I think, maybe Chambers on loan from us. Like, like they're like, okay, now we're back in the Premier League and we're going to do it forever. Um, Brentford is a team that had a couple of Premier League level players on their team for the last two or three years. Uh, they sold one of them in Ben Rama to uh, to West Ham, but two of them still play for them, and it's their goalkeeper and their striker, uh, Tony and 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 Raya. Could keep them up on their on their own this season. Well, I mean that that Tony chap. I mean, it, it, the I heard the fans, uh, Brentford fans, saying today they reckon he's going to bag them like twenty eight goals this season. He, 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 he could for everything we know. Seen he could, I can well believe it. He could end up being golden boot for this season. For all yeah, we know. He, looks, he looks decent, and you know Pablo Mari and that had problems dealing with him, uh, just lacking for pace and stuff tonight. So I still wonder why we brought Ben um, Ben what's his face Ben White. Well, yeah. hopefully in the next few games we'll see the reason. I mean, I, I I'm still I'm still in favor of that of that move. Um, I I'm in favor of that move as long as it doesn't prevent other moves from happening. But uh, look, this is this is game one. Uh, we're bottom of the table. We're probably going to have to get used to being bottom of the table for at least the next few weeks. Um, Mm. Let's let's hopefully not overreact. I mean, like you know, look. I mean, if we're fifteenth by December, like we were last year, or if we're tenth by November, panic stations. 
Absolutely. You know, the, the, the sad reality in my mind is if we avoid relegation, I think we'll have had a good season. And that's how oh, I, I feel. I mean, that, 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 you can't possibly actually believe that. Well, I don't think we'll get relegated, but I think it will be... No, no, no I know, but, but you can't say that we've had a good season if we finish 17th. Well, I, I think if, you know, um, we, we finish kind of like mid-table, we, we could possibly say we've had a a decent season with what we've got at the moment. It's a shambles. It's a complete and utter shambles. Well, look, no no possible outcome is out of out of the question right now. So, Dean, John, uh, everyone that is, uh, John from Chicago, Miami, and, and Jared, the newest member of the Gunners podcast, we got married tonight, Aston, um, Lucy. Uh, God, there were so many people that were on with us tonight. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to stop right there, and, and forgive me if I don't mention your name. Um, this is the third or fourth longest podcast that we've ever done. Um, nothing like the other day, but, but, you know, let's, let's can I I just say I'm, I'm upset for another reason. I didn't buy enough beer. Well, why didn't you? That's your, I don't know. I, 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 I'm used uh, to people saying that they're upset because of something that I've done. It's a schoolboy. I the responsibility for that. Uh, yeah, it's a school, but to be fair, it is half past one here, 25 to two now. So I suppose it's a schoolboy error. Yeah, but anyway, that's a different story. I'll uh, I'll say good night. I have I have uh, yeah. This is like four bottles of wine, and um, he's not drunk at all of it. I was drinking no, not yet. I was drinking <laughs> champagne during the game, and then when we when we lose the game, it's like champagne just seems awfully inappropriate for the situation. So I have yeah. to switch to red wine. Yeah. Um, but uh, but look, John, you're, you're one of our newest and 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 best uh, new finds. Uh, we hope that you'll come on again and again and again. I will. I'll um, keep coming on. Yeah. We do. We do these open mic things after just about every home game, and then we have our pod during the week. So, uh, so stay tuned. Please enjoy uh, our, our future content. And um, sorry if uh, if I had a little too much to drink tonight. But like, like the problem is, it's going to be a tough season. So let's just get together. Yeah. Let, let's share our thoughts. Let's do it in a non-threatening way. This is not and, – and as much as I like people who are on AFTV, this is not AFTV. This is just – just tell us how you feel, TV. And, um, and, and so, look, we are nothing if not for the support of our own fan base. And, yeah, you can't uh, say that away from us. And, and, and no matter how bad this season goes, we will have chats. We will have talks. We'll have various people appear on our screen. You're always welcome at Gunners uh, at GunnersOpenMike.com, and uh, and that's that's what I'm going to end with. So uh, so yeah, it looks pretty shit right now, but come on, it'll get Gunners. better. Let's keep positive. Have a nice right. night, y'all. All right, see you later, thanks, Dean. Thanks, John. Take care now. Cheers, Dean. Cheers, Mike. <laughs>